Welcome to your sanity safe space. Not any fucking issue. With your favorite YouTube podcast duo. You're fucking a white male. And a white female too. Saving the millennial generation in weekly installments. <laughs> Live from a castle tower and his mother's basement. This, this is Beauty and the Beta. <laughs> and we will make America great again. <laughs> gloves are already coming off. The main target, frontrunner Joe Biden. After citing the work he did with segregationist senators as an example of the civility that used to exist in Congress. Many 2020 contenders suggesting that he was celebrating segregationists. To coddle the reputations of segregationists, it's misinformed and it's wrong. What matters to me is that a guy running to be the head of our party, which is a significantly diverse and, and wondrous party, I can't even acknowledge that he made a mistake. Are you going to right, apologize? Thanks, like Cory Booker has called for it. Cory Booker's called for it. Of course should apologize. He knows better. There's not a racist bone in my body. I've been involved in civil rights my whole career. Period. 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 You are fake news. <laughs> Very fake news. Let them fight. Skag free wherever he is. You are a terrific team. All right, go, go. Hello and welcome to the show. It is a great show. It is a terrific show. It is a tremendous show. Frankly, the best. You can ask anyone about that. People often do. This is Beauty and the Beta. My name is Matt Christensen. I'm flanked on my right, as always, by my wonderful co-host, Blonde. Welcome. Hello. Lots and lots of politics tonight. So I hope you're ready, but the trade-off is less uh, child exploitation okay. specifically child sexual exploitation but there's a little bit because it's pride month but oh yeah we got a few things don't we <laughs> it's just a just your average amount your usual amount but nothing over the top fair trade-off i say but you heard it in the intro there the mob of democratic candidates targets joe biden after he says he works well with others yes even evil segregationist others from way back in the day the only Nothing about this was particularly surprising to me other than it was just a reminder of how goddamn old Joe Biden is. We're talking about segregationist senators, one of whom retired in the 70s. Yeah. And Joe Biden's like, oh, yeah, I remember working with him in the Senate. Yeah, he's that old. Uh, Trump formally announces his 2020 reelection bid. And Don Lemon on CNN thinks of a fresh new take that Trump is just like Hitler. We'll hear him out. He has a case to be made. Never heard that before. Fine. It's it's a it's a new angle he's taking this election cycle. We'll see if it works. A House committee holds a hearing on a bill to study slavery reparations. We've discussed this a little bit in the past. Since seemingly every Democrat is in favor of at least studying the issue, but that's kind of like we're going to have a conversation by which they mean you will right. adopt my position or be labeled a wrong thinker, bad person. Yeah. Uh, anyway, at this hearing, author Tanahisi Coates makes the case that, you know, of course, unequal outcome is always indicative of discrimination. Therefore, cut him a check. You owe him. Pay up. AOC says border detention facilities are like concentration camps. And a lot of people respond. But I got to say, she refused to apologize. And I kind of liked it. Yeah, Does that make yeah. me an idiot? 
And she did kind of admit that concentration camps just weren't that bad. Right? <laughs> is she a Holocaust denier now? Is that, are we, are we going That's full circle? That's my take. I don't know. I want to be clear. Like I, I, everything she's saying is, is idiotic, I think. But I liked the fact that when the mob came for her, she's like, no, screw off. And she put the burden back on them. Yeah. That is something that potentially we can learn from. Anyway, if there's anything we can learn, if there's anything we can learn from that lady. Uh, the, there's a major twist in the prosecution of a Navy SEAL accused of killing an ISIS prisoner. I didn't have time to look into that story, but I've seen the headlines and it seems very bizarre. So I'm eager to hear about it. Yeah. And Oregon Republicans flee the state in order to defeat what they see as an oppressive climate change bill. Uh, as of this recording, their whereabouts are still unknown. <laughs> they just bailed. They went to Idaho. Maybe yeah. you'll see them around. I wouldn't recognize any of them. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't recognize celebrity Oregon state senators? Maybe after this. Nope. Huh. So we'll get through all that. And of course, we will take super chats on YouTube or Streamlabs. We're not banned yet in between topics. Ten bucks and up on the Sunday show because we are no good. Low down money grabbers. It will be all this and more in your favorite couple hours of listing material. Thanks for liking the show on YouTube. Thanks for reviewing the show on Apple Podcasts. Thanks for supporting the show on mattchristensenmedia.com. And thanks for emailing us. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. And remember, if you'd like some sweet deals from fellow listeners on ammunition and firearms engravings from Phoenix Ammunition and Sonoran Defense Techno uh, Technologies, check out mattchristensenmedia.com slash deals. That's linked in the description for your convenience. A few items before we move into some news items. You'll notice, yes, I want to... I, I want to say thank you, first of all, to people who connected me to the right people to get one of the th this one of these pieces of internet history. Now the the socialism is for figs T-shirt and blonde got one as well. I did. So thanks thanks to people uh, getting us in touch with the right people to make that happen. And I want to be clear to Susan. I don't know if this has implications for me getting banned for wearing the shirt. You can't link to the shirt. You get demonetized. But as of this recording, you can be monetized and wear the shirt on the screen. Who knows? Kind of a little test case. Just that see might what be happens. borderline content, though. I don't know. I'm sure. It's the, yeah, right up against the edge. That's what this show is known for. Edgy content of shirt wear, edgy shirts, whatever. Anyway, uh, also in the mail. I don't even know who sent this to me, but it just showed up in the P.O. box. A tiny little shirt, tiny little version of it. And there are two ways to interpret this. What do you think they meant? One is that I am going to be a father soon, which is, I don't have any announcements, maybe sometime down the line. Is that what they meant? Or is it a manlet joke? Are they taking a shot at my supposedly small stature? Yeah, because you're tiny. You're a well, tiny man. What's the size of this? For scale, I just want people to know. This is a, a child's medium, I think. It says medium on it. Just so you know, I'm, I'm rather large in comparison to this tiny T-shirt. <laughs> Anyway, thanks to uh, thanks to if you're the person who sent that, thank you. I don't know who I don't know who did. It just showed up in the box without any kind of name on it. So feel free to reach out to me and clarify if you're that person. Send me an email. Uh, we got a couple artwork, a couple pieces of artwork from Ooh, our friend. Do we? Uh, I got to say these are about it. This is definitely borderline content. So prepare yourself. This is borderline content from Steven Suarez. Oh my. Uh, I like the idea of a romantic novel of all the super chats sent to me. That's, that's awesome. And you're just sitting on a throne, like an octopus throne or something. I am. Yeah. I am so, stroking a tentacle too. Yeah. Uh, 
I'll just, I don't have any, I can't offer any commentary that won't be taken out of context and made to make me look very silly. So I'm just going to say thank you, Stephen. He did correctly point out that I have to rebrand. I'm blonde out of the belly. Oh, that's I didn't even notice. Yes. So, God, see, I regret my username so much. I didn't notice the subtlety amid all of the, uh, Tentacles I don't know, the, ex the explicit breasts. nature. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, the, um, the meetups continue Ooh, and we fun. got a couple people having fun at a, uh, a range in Edmonton. I'm told it was a first time shoot for some of the attendees. So they got to hang out at a cool. range in Edmonton and have a fun time. And hopefully make some new friends along the way. Um, if you are interested in meeting fellow listeners of this show in your area, there is that sign-up sheet linked in the description. You can put your information into the spreadsheet. You can uh, view the spreadsheet when you're done and scan it for uh, people who are in your area and get in touch with those people. And you too can have a fun meetup. And uh, we love to see pictures from people who are who are doing the meetups, of course. So keep them coming, guys. I hope you guys are, are having fun. And I hope you're making uh, good friends and new friends. Hopping into news items, I have not paid a lot of attention this week to what's going on with the uh, with the Iran developments. Um, but catch me up to speed on on what's going on here. Iranian leaders today warned United States against wrong behaviors, but made no mention of reports that Iranian military computers were the target of a U.S. cyber attack after a surveillance drone was shot down by the Iranian military. I mean, they have confirmed that they did this and have we the the sticking issue there was whether it was over iranian airspace or international right, right. airspace do we know for sure it just depends who you ask yes that, that seems to be what i was what i was reading okay. um so mm. ali rashid says we've not been seeking war but we will powerfully defend the interests of the honorable nation of iran against any kind of threat and aggression uh in the event of any conflict in the region its scope and timing could not be managed by any country so Iran says it shot the drone over its coast. The Pentagon says the incident played out Thursday in international waters. Hmm. So that seems to be what's going on. Trump said he canceled a retaliation strike minutes before it was to take place. I'm sure this is some 4D chess shit. Uh, after military leaders told him about the potential for 150 Iranian deaths, he said that he wanted to have um, a response that was commensurate with uh, with the drone strike. Or not drone strike, with um, shooting down the drone. Yeah. So the cyber attacks, um, a contingency plan developed over weeks amid escalating tensions, disabled Iranian computer systems that controlled their rocket and missile launchers. Okay. And then we got, meanwhile, we got John Bolton out there saying, like, don't mistake our lack of action. He said, don't mistake, like, prudence for cowardice or something. He's just doing a bunch of John Bolton tough talk, yeah, none of which I like to see. But um, ugh, I don't know. It's... Well, um, I don't know. I don't know what to say about this beyond what we said last week. I don't want to see any more escalation in this. I don't want to see anything come of this. Um, I'm seeing a consensus amongst the left and the right, though, among the left. Which is how you know it'll happen. Because no, nobody people, wants this. Nobody wants this. Except for the people, like select people in high positions of power, unfortunately. I I'm just saying it's ironic that, generally speaking, Americans keep, and Coulter was talking about this this week, actually, tweeting about this. Generally speaking, Americans keep voting against war, and somehow they keep getting yeah. more and more military involvement. Who is Mil responsible yeah. for all of this? <sighs> Let's talk about deportation. So, uh, <laughs> Some more Trump for uh, DHS. So he, oh, yeah, yeah. he just announced, okay, he, his tweet today. 
I want to give the Democrats every last chance to quickly negotiate simple changes to asylum and loopholes. This will fix the southern border together with the help that Mexico is now giving us. Probably won't happen worth a try. Two weeks and big deportation begins. Hmm. So this is after deportations with a capital D in this tweet. Yeah. You know, he's serious. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess I don't like the notice. It's like, just do it so that people don't have time to kind of hide and and figure out what's going on. Well, that's usually not uh, Trump is usually critical of other people for announcing their plans without the element of surprise. So maybe he's got more tricks. He's kind of full of shit. That's yeah. I also I also don't really understand uh, at least the two week delay as presented. Nothing is going to happen. Literally right. nothing is going it to happen arbitrary. at all. arbitrary, yeah. We haven't been able to get meaningful action on this in like a decade's time, let yeah. alone two weeks' time. So yeah. I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see if it happens. But uh, yeah, I, 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 we know it's not going to happen through Congress. I think that's a safe prediction. Yeah. And Nancy Pelosi is very happy about this. We welcome the delay. I mean, who cares? Mm. She, that's all she does is delay on this issue. Um. Remember the uh, the guy who roundhouse kicked that uh, pro-life activist oh, in Toronto yes. last fall? There he is with his beautiful purple hoodie up on the screen. Well, he finally had his day in court. He was initially charged with eight counts of assault and seven counts of criminal mischief, plus an additional charge for a previous assault. He entered a guilty plea on two charges of assault and one mischief. He will receive eight months probation. Womp womp. Eight months probation is all Jordan Hunt gets. Was this Cuck uh, Norris? Yeah, although I don't like that nickname because there was a Cuck Norris before this. Remember that scene where it was that like weird Asian chick who was who Sticks thought was his wife for a second, but yeah. then it wasn't. Yeah. That guy looked more like Chuck Norris. They called him Cuck Norris because he kind of looked like Chuck Norris. This guy was called Cuck Norris because he actually did the roundhouse <laughs> kick. It's probably a more appropriate nickname for Jordan Hunt, considering he took the action of the kick. Yeah. But it was already a nickname, so that's why I didn't like its double okay. usage. Okay, okay. Anyway, Jordan Hunt, Cuck Norris, if you want to call him that, he issued an apology to the court. Quote, everyone should have the right to be without fear when they act on their beliefs. I sincerely regret that I chose such a poor way of expressing myself. My behavior was foolish and unacceptable, and I wish to apologize to the people I hurt. I want them to know that I learned a lot since these incidents. This behavior will not be repeated, and I am truly remorseful for my actions. So decide if you believe him or not. He got a relatively soft plea deal out of it. So I don't know. Maybe we'll see him again. Maybe not. He lost his job, remember, though, too. So at least there were some more meaningful uh, consequences. Yeah, fine, whatever. Although what I would do to these people is um, disproportionate. <laughs> You're unlike Trump. You prefer disproportionate retaliation. Yeah. Yeah. Which usually he seems like he likes that too. If you, if you flick him, he'll punch you in the face in response. It is the greatest benefit to not being guided by principles <laughs> as I can engage in this disproportionate punishment. Yeah. Uh, well, speaking of disproportionate punishment, hopefully that's what Jesse Smollett gets. I can get on board with that. At least the possibility for punishment is back on board because the case has taken yet another twist. On Friday, a Cook County judge ordered a special prosecutor. He gets his own Robert Mueller, basically. Maybe it'll be Robert Mueller himself. We don't know. 
That'd be cool. Well, that'd be another twist. <laughs> twist, yeah. A special prosecutor will be appointed to reinvestigate the circumstances of Jesse Smollett's alleged hoax hate crime and its handling by state's attorney, Kim Fox. The move could implicate both Fox and Smollett. Fox for her corruption in letting Jesse off the hook and, and Jesse himself for his false police report, among other potential crimes or harms to the city of Chicago. As I mentioned, no word yet on who this special prosecutor will be under Illinois law. Public agencies such as the state AG's office and county prosecutors will be asked to step up. If nobody does, a private attorney will be hired. Uh, at the start of the month, it was reported, recall, that Empire producers will not be bringing Jesse back for the show's upcoming final season. And recall, there was also reportedly still an active FBI probe into the whole ordeal. So Jesse's still not out of the woods. There is hope for some justice in this case, in fact, which is what teary-eyed Jesse said is all he wanted back on that uh, Good Morning America interview. He just wants justice. That's all he's hoping for. Hopefully so. Man, this Hollywood sex cult. What's going on here? This is finally, this case is finally concluded. Yeah, he'll be the dude. um, What is his name? Uh, Keith Rainier. I don't know if I'm saying that right. He'll be sentenced on September 25th. Uh, He pled not guilty to all charges, including racketeering, conspiracy, wire fraud, sex trafficking, attempted sex trafficking. Um, found guilty of everything and then some things sentenced on September 25th. But this was worse than I originally thought because there are children involved. So he, uh, the, the ringleader of this, um, one of his crimes was sexual exploitation of a child and possession of child por- pornography. And this was seemed to be omitted in most of the big articles. Did, did he get convicted or were those charges dropped or what happened to those? Charges? I mean, in, in, I was looking at the, the, you know, the CNN and the, the big media outlets and everything had omitted the sex charges. I had to go to some weird third party source. Uh, huh. But I mean, the, 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 well, he got convicted on sex charges, just not pedof- like pedophilia. I, I don't think one. he was he was convicted on the pedophilia one, but he right, did. Not pedophilia. He yeah. he was having sex with one of the um, victims identified as Camilla when she was fifteen. He was forty five, and he also took um, naked photographs of her when she was younger. Hmm. So, and as is circulating Twitter, keep in mind. How do you say this? Is it? I, I don't know. It's NXIVM. I don't know how that Nexium. That. Nexium. That's what it is. Okay, so Nexium. This sex cult organization was operating 11 schools or daycares in several cities, uh, both in the U.S. and internationally. Uh, there's all kinds of article coverage about it in this tweet thread here if you're interested in that. But yeah, Pizzagate, as, uh, it's real. As <laughs> you, you heard it here, and we're banned. Uh, as one tweet uh, put out, uh, just so we're clear, we now have concrete proof. Uh, found guilty on all counts in a court of law that there was a Hollywood sex cult that owned 11 daycares worldwide, found guilty of human sex trafficking, sex trafficking, and the media have been silent about it. This isn't in the news. Where is it? Again, I don't know that much about this story. This is kind of the first dive into it that I've done, but it does seem um, a little conveniently absent from a lot of reporting. Hmm. I mentioned only a little bit of well, only a little bit of child sexual exploitation. The other half of that is uh, this article promoted by and published by HuffPost Canada. The degeneracy of Pride Month, I think, hit an apex for the year when they pushed this article and promoted it with the tweet captioned, quote, kids can handle the kink at Pride parades. Families say that's the title of the article. If you go to the article itself, 
it was later updated to read our pride parades kid friendly parents say children can handle the kink uh, according to the article pride parades are a good learning opportunity putting on her sex therapist hat this is at the end of the article putting on her sex therapist hat ren emphasized that pride from kink to nakedness so they're being explicit here from sexual kinks to nudity specifically is an excellent opportunity for parents to do unbiased sex education. Bergman also pointed out that many children don't have, don't even interpret most of what they're seeing in a pride parade as sexual, but rather as dress up for fun. Okay. Quote, children benefit from seeing people loving one another from seeing diversity and inclusion. You know, that's how pedophiles get children. They help them to interpret their sexual acts as being like non-sexual. Hmm. This is wasn't all just paving the, the thing, way for pedophilia. Wasn't that kind of the thing with Michael Jackson? And I know like I've, I've heard Razor Fist make the case that Michael Jackson was innocent. I'm not necessarily commenting on guilt or innocence, but one of the themes was that he would like feed kids cookies in bed in a non-sexual way. You know, you'd hear that, that kind of stuff all the time. Like, Oh, this is non-sexual. We just kind of comfort each other in bed and did all this weird stuff. It, that does oh seem like a recurring God. theme in, in that sort of realm. All these leftists are just grooming kids for pedophilia. This is just paving the way for open, socially acceptable pedophilia in society. Well, children benefit from seeing people loving one another, says the article. From seeing diversity and inclusion, children suffer from seeing violence and fear, hatred and divisiveness. We found and built our tribe at these gatherings. Okay, so... Parents, parents say the kids can handle the kink. You be the judge for your own kid while you still can. Well, they don't declare your kid property of the state to be forcibly indoctrinated into this particular beneficial worldview. I'm right uh, back at nihilism. You know? <laughs> there was like a little while where I'm like, well, maybe we can fix things and blah, blah. And now I'm just like, burn it down. Well, uh, you want to move on to talk about Biden? That might cheer you up a little bit. It was kind of funny. Yeah, it was. I, I actually just in, from a political theater perspective. I liked this story this week. And oddly enough, I'm, I think some of his explanations were silly, but he's Joe Biden. In this case, I'm hundred percent team Biden. I think he's being totally, he's being treated in a totally unfair way. And I think yeah. his responses have been mostly appropriate. I'll be them. But the cannibalism soon. for my own personal benefit, I'm like, get him. Oh, you want them to get Biden because yeah, he's it's kind hilarious. of participated. He's set up, he set himself up in fostering this mob basically, or, or being a, a team that, member of it. And I just want to see them cannibalize each other and have massive discord. And then there's going to be no, nobody that can emerge as a dominant candidate if they continue mm. this. So, yeah. Well, the great question for Joe Biden's candidacy has long been this. We've talked about it a long time. Who's he going to be? Is he going to be the old reliable moderate who wants to restore normalcy? That's kind of the campaign you can see him being. If he does, that means he's going to have to stand up to the fringe progressives. Or will he bend the knee and will he be browbeaten into progressive insanity by the rabid fringe of the party, otherwise known as the base of the party? So will he stand up for himself and for supposed a common sense and moderation, or will he submit? Remember in previous episodes, he basically instantly and weakly submitted. Uh, the last example being when he totally caved on the Hyde amendment a That's few weeks right. ago. Yeah. Just some custom old lady asked him about it. Yeah, there was that. And then, um, and then I think Elizabeth Warren and some other, I forget a handful of the candidates pushed him very slightly 
And he says, okay, I'll reverse my decades held position <laughs> that federal funds should not be used for abortion. And, and he just went back on it. And it really made him look like a bitch, frankly. It just it made him look like a pushover. Yeah. Well, maybe he learned his lesson because, as I mentioned, now he's maybe growing a, a bit of a backbone. Hopefully. It'd be nice to see. No, it's it, because it, you cannot have the perception that you're racist. Oh, is that it? So yes. he's just, he's, he's fighting for his life as opposed to just standing up for himself. Yes. Mm. Well, Biden was at a fundraiser in New York on Tuesday night, and he was promoting what he sees as one of his greatest strengths, and that's bringing people together. And there's, um, as far as I can tell, there's no recording of this. It's just as described by people in attendance. But Biden described how he was able to work with Senators James Eastland of Mississippi and Herman Talmadge of Georgia, both of whom were uh, outspoken segregationists. And as I said, just to remind you how old Joe Biden is, Eastland retired from the Senate in 1978, Talmadge in 1981. So we're talking about mid to late 70s where he's working with these guys. Jeez. So according to the report, this one in Politico, Biden said something to this effect, quote, I was in a caucus with James Eastland. He never called me boy. He always called me son. And, and Joe Biden called Talmadge one of the meanest guys he ever knew, but said, at least there was some civility. We got things done. We didn't agree on much of anything, but today you look at the other side and you're the enemy. We don't talk to each other anymore. He said he knew many people in his party, or Biden said he knew many people in his party thought that attitude would make him too old-fashioned to be the Democratic nominee and to take on President Donald Trump in 2020. Biden says, quote, well, guess what? If we can't reach consensus in our system, what happens? It encourages and demands the abuse of power by a president, which is exactly, and oddly enough, spot on. You want to talk about some of, some of Trump maybe stretching executive power, like on the border and some other issues. Well, what, what has happened? Congress refuses to do literally anything. Yeah. And that's what you get. You get somebody saying, fine, I'll be the guy who has to get something done. And he goes and does it. That, I think that's observably But he doesn't correct. actually believe this. He's just covering his ass because of his old associations. You think that well, he actually cares about talking to people across the aisle? He doesn't give a shit about that. I, I don't know. If he didn't honestly believe this, I don't know why he would just throw up his association with segregationists. Because, because it was totally everybody was going to find out about it anyway. Maybe he was hmm. just trying to get ahead of a story. Maybe. I mean, maybe so maybe he, he's taking care of it early and so we won't have to deal with it in january or something because predictably the responses were outraged several democratic contenders seized the moment trying to claim that biden was praising segregationists or normalizing their views or coddling them cory booker was first on the scene because naturally Cory Booker wants to steal every black voter from. He Joe really Biden. is the ambulance chaser of racism, isn't he? <laughs> wow. That's a good one. Well, Cory Booker issued a statement and said, quote, you don't joke about calling black men boys. And then he appeared on CNN with um, with Don Lemon, who we'll hear from later to to rip Biden about this. Here's what he said. What matters to me is that a guy running to be the head of our party, which is a significantly diverse and, and wondrous party doesn't understand or, or can't even acknowledge that he made a mistake. Whether the intention was there or not, he knows better. And at a time when the Donald Trump never apologizes for anything and starts to create that kind of, uh, I, I think, toxic uh, uh, sentiment that you never apologize, never apologize, never apologize. I, I know Joe Biden. He, he's better than this. Hmm. 
Hmm. Oh, I hate it when people say that you're better than it's so patronizing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, and, and Cory Booker additionally called for Biden to apologize. Bernie Sanders takes to Twitter and agrees with Booker in calling for a Biden apology, saying the need is especially true at a time when Trump is trying to divide us with his racist appeals. Kamala Harris was asked by reporters at the Capitol about the issue, and she said that Biden coddling segregationists is misinformed and wrong. Here's what she said. To coddle the reputations of segregationists, of people who, if they had their way, I would literally not be standing here as a member of the United States Senate, is, I think, um, it's just, it's misinformed and it's wrong. Okay. Elizabeth Warren tells the Washington Post, quote, it's never okay to celebrate segregationists, as though that's what he was doing, but okay. And Bill de Blasio, this is the worst response, even worse than Cory Booker's to me. Bill de Blasio somehow morphed this attack into an attack against him since his wife is black and he really, really, really wants you to know how black his wife and children are. Here's Bill de Blasio. My wife is African-American. We have two beautiful children. James Eastland literally thought my wife and I should not have the legal right to marry, that those children should not exist, that our children should not be on this earth. That's how personal it is for me. I think the bottom line here is why on earth would a Democrat speak nostalgically of working with a segregationist? Because uh, he, he didn't, at least for the, at least in the, he didn't speak nostalgically about working with a segregationist because the guy was segregationist. It's such a willful twisting of the words that he's saying. And Bill de Blasio and his wife are a baffling couple. I've never seen his wife, but since he really wants me to know how black she is, I guess I got to check it out. She's super black. I mean, she's a former lesbian, though. That's the bad part. Yeah. Okay, I got to see. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I could see it. Really? Shirlane McRae. No, I'm saying I could see her being a lesbian. Oh, yeah. I'm like, she's clearly black. You can't tell. You're like, I can see it. I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, she's not a Rachel Dolezal. This is this is a very. Yeah, she's legit black. But like, she's, you know, clearly a lesbian, right? Yeah, that's what I could see. I don't dispute that. No, well, now, now I'm looking at their kids. Bill de Blasio's son has a sweet afro, no doubt. He, yeah, they kidding. look just like him. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, definitely. I can, I can see it just just like old Pa right there. I know, Chip right? off the old block. Apple um, doesn't fall far from the tree. He does have All a right. pretty sweet afro. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, this is tangential. Okay, so, so Biden responds. Biden gets confronted by reporters. But as I said, he he refuses to apologize, which I do appreciate. And he says his critics know better than these disingenuous attacks. Here's Joe Biden. How does it feel that your Democratic rivals are implicitly saying that you have issues talking about race? They know better. Are you going to right, apologize? Thanks, like Cory Booker apologize has called for, for it. what? Cory Booker's called for it. Cory should apologize. apologize. He knows better. I'm not a racist bone in my body. I've been involved in civil rights my whole career. Period. 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 I don't know. I think Joe Biden loses here. He didn't apologize, but then he proceeded to talk about how he's not racist. And as soon as you're like, I'm not racist, you lose. You lose. That's you like lose. the Hitler reference. Yeah, just just mm. make no you don't you don't have to declare that you're not racist if you're not racist. Well I'll I'll still declare like this a argument. relative positive. Maybe it wasn't perfectly executed, but at least he didn't bend the knee like he did last time. He only In saying that you're not racist, implicit is an apology. 
Uh, but at least it's not an explicit. At least he's defending himself a little bit. I got to give that a, a mark. And then of he did the same thing that Corey Booker did. Like, yeah, he's too, you're, you know better than this. You're better than this, Corey. I hate all these people. <laughs> well, no, I, knowing better is is different than being better, right? Oh. One is one is like a claim of fact. Semantics. One is a character evaluation. They're both patronizing and doing this virtue signaling nonsense. Well, I I still think it was a, a relative positive for Biden, but. Because he's Joe Biden, he has to kind of gaff it up a little bit. I don't know if this is a, a, a gaff on the full Biden scale, but it was very silly, I thought. So Biden appears on Al Sharpton's MSNBC show this weekend, and he was asked about this issue. And he says he was taken out of context, but then he goes on to describe his early years uh, in the hood of Delaware, hanging with his brothers. I've uh, taken some liberties in use of terms there, but he's basically saying that. <laughs> Don't you understand some of the hurt feelings there? You sure try to I do. Call, that's not the Biden I got to know. Don't, don't you understand? That? No, I do fully understand. That's not what I said, though. They didn't print the whole deal. You know what I mean? The context of this you know was I mean? totally different. You're Brother? saying to them you understand the feeling. I do understand the feeling. Look, I, as you know, Rev, you know about me in Delaware. I, you know, I came up in that community. I came up in the black church. I came up because that's where we got. That's where we sit down to organize to go out and march. I no, was the really only black. white employee Listen. in the east side of Wilmington, Delaware. I was the only white employee. Here I was in the middle of a city that was, I, all these folks I knew that I was the, I think there was a total of 14 African-Americans and me. They're in the middle of a city. It took me time to realize as a young man, they're in the middle of a, a, a city and didn't know anybody white. They'd ask me questions like, what's it like for the A, B, C, or D? And Come so, on. you know, it's a, I, I am fully aware of that. And to the extent that that anybody thought that I meant something different, that is not what I intended. They used oh to hold God. me up like Daenerys did in Game yeah, of Thrones. They yeah. did with the Daenerys in the Game of Thrones. I'm supposed to believe that Joe Biden is just walking around in some urban center of Delaware when he realizes, hey, I'm the only white guy here. At which point, some small horde of black people comes up to him and says, please, sir, tell us what it's like to be white. We would love to hear your story. I know your struggle. What is it with people that go on on shows like this and they just like can't resist the jive speak? He just it's they always weird. just drift into it a little bit. Who else have we seen do this? Um, Gillibrand did it at that one event. Uh, some oh, with church event with or, uh, was it Jesse Jackson who was there? Or it was, she it was, was it was really bad. It was she was MLK like, Day. Hallelujah! Yeah, yeah, it was MLK Day. It was really bad. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just blatant pandering and it's embarrassing. He just shouldn't have done any of these uh, speaking engagements afterwards. Don't apologize. Don't say anything about it. Let it blow over. N nobody knows how to deal with these things. Yeah. So close. So close. I will still give overall, despite that weird interview with Al Sharpton, I'll still give Biden an overall positive performance relative to Biden's you past performance. You are wrong about this. It's better that he's improving. He's improving. Upon That's himself, all I can say. though, yes, which exactly. was like a rock bottom. Negative five already. I mean, yeah. I think we can all agree that he's not going to be president of the United States. Can I defend his point, though, at least? I, I, I do want to state that, that his point about for country to function, members of Congress have to be willing to work with and compromise with members whose views they find terrible. Yeah, and fine. We, that, that's correct. We all know yeah. that's correct, but that's not how he behaves in his political life, nor that's what true. he believes that's, personally. So I don't give a shit. Remember him standing up there and saying Mitt Romney wants to put y'all back in chains? Remember that moment from 2012? He yeah, said that. Yeah, absurd. Yeah. So a point taken that he... 
I mean, he's he's had episodes at least, if not a an outright career of engaging in the exact sort of puritanism he's uh, he's demonizing here. Yeah. Um. What else? What else I got in the notes? Well, uh, to the extent that he didn't cave totally, I do think this was politically smart move too. I don't think no, nobody, not even Cory Booker, not even crying Cory was actually affected or saddened by what Biden said. They're being political opportunists, of course. Uh, so I think there's a lot of wisdom in trying to handle this the way that he did. Um, but at least he looks tougher now for standing up to these clowns, too. Yeah. For the most part, although he still looks buffoonish when he talks about, you know, hanging with with. Uh, Why did I just say yes and not? No, I, I totally disagree. He looks like a total chode. He looks better than before. Oh, That's whatever. what I'm. What, what is my problem I'm over here? Like, yeah, no, absolutely not. How, it's okay. We, I think we agree that the best thing he could have done would have been to tell those reporters that these people need to shut the hell up and he has better things to do and move on with his day. Yeah. But instead he had to do the, I'm not racist tour afterwards. Mm. Didn't you hear him on Al Sharpton? He's definitely not racist. No, He's totally not, not racist guys. Well, if the, uh, the politics are interesting to you, the debates, of course, are upcoming. Remember, the debates begin Wednesday. Uh, they begin on Wednesday night, and they carry through Thursday night this week. The wait is finally over. Booker Do we and have Warren, a poll update? Um, oh, yeah. I'll get to that after this. Thank you. Uh, Booker and Warren will miss their chance to rip Biden. Since they are on the Wednesday night stage in the first group of 10, Bernie and Harris will get their shot against Biden. Uh, on Thursday night. So not everyone gets to call, call Joe Biden's bluff about patrolling the streets of whatever city in Delaware and having all the black people rush up to see him. Uh, on the polling, Biden has been falling slowly in the polling for weeks. Bernie is losing steam too. Elizabeth Warren appears to be the beneficiary of the leaky support of both of them. In some polls, she is polling second behind Biden and no longer a distant second. So if I understand this correctly, the Democrats are going to say, we're not picking Biden. He's way too racist. We're going to pick the fake Indian. My God, this is suicidal. That, <laughs> yeah. In some polls, she's within 10 points. So she's not some polls. She's ahead of, of Bernie now and within 10 points of Joe. So are you telling this. me that their strongest candidates are Joe Biden and Elizabeth Warren? Is that Correct. what you're telling me right now? As of now? I still think Kamala Harris is going to emerge the front runner. God, she sucks. But maybe, yeah. I mean, maybe she doesn't have the fatal flaws that these that these guys have. Now, I think she'd be a terrible no, candidate I mean, and even worse president. But for sure. Yeah. But mm. she's got proper intersectionality, as I mentioned several times before. And nobody can bring up that she banged her way to the top because it's sexist. Mm. So she's shielded. Yes. I think she's pulling like seven, eight, nine percent right now, somewhere around like uh, fourth place, fifth place. Mm. So she I mean, she's got some base of support and she could probably capitalize on these other people making buffoons of themselves. Yeah. She's been relatively quiet, not making herself look like a jackass really other than saying Joe Biden is misinformed and wrong or some, some nonsense, but she's not, she doesn't look as bad as Cory Booker or as desperate as Cory Booker in this case. Hey sticks. Uh, oh, sticks is here. What's Sticks's up, man? You want to take a, should we take a break before we talk about Trump's launch? Yeah, sure. Why not? Do, 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 do. I'm totally good at doing the show. I know what I'm doing. I, I'm hardwired. I don't know why it takes so long to, to reload. Okay. Ilan oh. Omar's. Oh, all right. Go for it. Ilan Omar's tiny Somali brain. That's a good one. That is good. I talked with a man in my district who tossed a child off of a second floor. It was an innocent mistake. He thought the child was gay. <laughs> Happy Pride. Oh, understandable. Man. That makes sense. Uh, 
Peterman12367. This show is my only appointment viewing show. Thoroughly and consistently entertaining. Matt, I miss comment takedown mainly due to the funny voices you did. Keep up the good work. That, That's that was old school stuff. Throwback. That's way back. But yeah, uh, maybe maybe it could come back. I don't know. I doubt it, though. I appreciate it. God damn it, Kevin Flanagan. Do you think any blacks in prison ever banged their son or dad because they never met him on the outside? Come on! Thank you. <laughs> he gives us so much money. <laughs> Deep center field press reparations to the cis white male and white female too. Because it's going to get taken from you by the regressive left. Yes, mm. it already is. It does some Pre-reparations? Uh, Doesn't really make sense, but we'll go with that. JVD9061, here's some shekels for my favorite podcast duo, Sunday Night Background Noise Generators. We are background noise I'll generators. take it. I will I'll take, take it. it. Yeah. Um, although I wonder how much you lose in show quality when you just listen to it. I don't know. When I, As far as podcasts and long-form stuff go, I am more of a listener. And even if I have the video version, it's, it is a background thing while I do other stuff. I don't like sit and watch Yeah, but does this show translate to podcasts? So I didn't know until recently a lot that of people we're listen. Yeah, actually sure. on the, the, like the Apple podcast app. Yeah, yeah. So I went to it a few days ago, and we have like 300 fi- excellent five-star reviews. Yeah, duh. That's, that's why amazing. I thank people for giving them at the top of the show. But I guess it didn't really occur to me that people are listening to this in podcast format. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm totally checked out. Um, Elephant Man, my message got deleted last week for wrong things, so take these shekels. Was that you? We had two deleted hmm. last week. Uh, Chibu's Poitras Jr. No, no, thank you. Um, Michael Hodges, first time to get to view the show live. I usually catch the show tomorrow, but working through the weekend. I quit YouTube if they ban you guys. We quit YouTube if they ban us too. <laughs> well, thank you. We'll cross that bridge if we get to it. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't beg for it any harder, and they won't just give me the faith that I crave. So, you know, until we get there. But, um, but yeah, even if it happened, the show will go on. We'll find a. We'll find well. a. Um, Michael Hodges, I just read that one. Uh, M. Franklin Steen, reparations two hundred thousand dollars and a one way ticket to anywhere in Africa, first class. You surrender <laughs> your citizenship at customs when you leave every milestone. Uh, this is that's pretty racist. Pretty racist. But thank you well, for the, the donation. I, appreciate I feel like it. I feel like I have to take a Joe Biden stance on that. I mean, it's only as racist as what we will talk soon, which is an idea to tax people, presumably tax people based on race and redistribute wealth to other people That's based on race. Uh, so sorry about the racism in criticizing such a non-racist plan. Uh, Chibus Pa Poitras Jr. If Iran can't sell their oil, what do you think they're doing with it? Stockpiling it? Uh, perhaps. A chemical hmm. X666. Uh, split some shackles, you dirty, dirty smear merchants, by the way. AOC proves that fetal alcohol syndrome can't keep you from holding public office. Her eyes are not nearly far enough apart. That's true. She'd be way hotter if they were. Yeah. Skag doesn't want to bang her, which is how you know she does not have fetal alcohol Way syndrome. too narrow. Yeah, yeah. Fake name, McGee. It may be conspiratorial on my part, but it occurs to me that war with Iran is one of the only thing that could re- things that could really hurt Trump's reelection chances. Mm. And the DNC Biden has ties with Iran. Um, I get way more conspiratorial than that. Uh, but in a different direction. Uh, Alexei Druskov, been listening a year and a half. Uh, strong, love you guys. Thanks for the awesome show. Let's go to three hours. I don't know, but both of us can barely read after two hours. We, yeah, as World. we say all the time, the two hour mark is where we get really dumb. Yeah, real dumb. Thank you. Uh, Lunderwear says, congrats on your engagement and congrats to your oh, fiance thanks. for pulling off the best Matt and I made love 40 chess move by marrying you and then transitioning to a dude. 
<laughs> well, that story's like kind. There are elements of truth in that story. Not fully true, but I'll let you be the judge Which of parts? what's true and what's false. Uh, the banging a dude part is the true part for sure. Uh, hmm. Supreme Horizon, two ways to show sword or shield. Show them your capabilities or how ineffective their tactics are. Wish Trump would have done the second over the first. Hmm. To show strength. I'm sorry. I, oh, I, I see. Okay. That was an important word. Uh, FS Dreams. Let me skip that one. Let me just do one more right now. Sure. Uh, Jack DDSN. Uh, so when are forming a little enclave in the mountains away from all these people? We're already there, bro. Yeah, well, then the ATF comes and shoots your dog. So that doesn't really work. And your newborn well. baby. Either. Yeah, so good luck. Yeah, really. <laughs> uh, moving over to Streamlabs. Cameron says, what do you think will happen first? Neocons starting World War III or the collapse of the U.S. from a civil war? I wouldn't be surprised to see another false flag kick uh, kick off a large conflict like so many others of the 20th century. Take care, you two. Uh, if I were a betting man, I think our domestic conflicts, our domestic conflicts worry me more than our international conflicts at this point. I don't know. I'm pretty worried about this thing with Iran hmm. and our blind allegiance to various allies. Go on. I will not. <laughs> State Senator Brian Bockwist on Wednesday suggested on? that he would shoot. Oh, we got kicked troopers. off of YouTube for... No, I had some sound playing, but it was some window I had open about the Oregon story. And oh, I was like okay. playing some stupid video. Anyway, that's gone. Uh, Philip says Dems must pay. I think that's the, the hashtag Dems must pay is in reference to the reparations story, right? Only the Democrats should pay reparations. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Uh, Phil says, uh, imagine believing that segregation was a bad thing. 13 <laughs> equals 50. I just feel. To each his own, man. Hey, I'm like Joe Biden, man. I I I'll, I work well with with segregationist super chatters. I cross the party. Yeah, totally. The the, you the hear Iowa, that? yeah. Susan Wiki Wiki. Yeah, you hear that? Redicus says I have a 4D chess theory on the tweet. The message is aimed at panicking illegals to get them to self-deport. And Cuck Norris uh, Part One isn't memorable. Part Two will be memed forever, like AIDS Skrillex. Um, if you're referring to the to the original Cuck Norris, I actually thought that exchange was really memorable. Yeah. Where that Asian chick was in his face. You are so racist. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny, I thought. Yeah. Uh, Redicus also says, I don't want to go full Dinesh, but I want to pin this shit on the Democratic Party. Yeah. The Democrats are the real racists. I know. Dinesh D'Souza. I, I haven't heard from him in a long time. That's because he, that's literally all he says. Yeah. And I'm just going to go out there and say it. His documentaries are garbage. I've, Ooh. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. Dinesh like everyone I've seen, I'm like, this guy's just with like the four minute songs and I hate the cinematography. I just think they're such, such garbage. I don't think I've seen them. I'll have to check them out. Hmm. You should watch one. They're all I've the only, same. So the the most Dinesh I've ever consumed was him debating Cenk Uger, which was like a classic, a yeah. classic debate. That was awesome. Yeah, something uh, about him, he just rubs me the wrong way. I don't know. I can't imagine what it would be. It's the Democrats <laughs> are the real racist oh. thing. It's like, it's all, that's all he says. That's what his I last want, documentary was entirely about. I want to get a picture, and Redicus continues, I want to get a picture of all the segregationists with all the candidates because there are definitely pictures like Obama and Farrakhan. Yeah, I'm sure you could probably find uh, a lot of damaging photos. Uh, Attack Alpaca. Congrats on the engagement, Matt. Well, thank you. I must say, though, 
the background in the photo you posted was even more incredible to look at than the ring. It made me want to move to Montana. Well, in all fairness, that was uh, Grand Teton National Park in Wyoming. But yes, it is uh, one of my favorite spots that I've ever been. It's one of our favorite spots together. And uh, of course, it'll mean a lot to me going forward. So if you want to check out that particular spot, head to, um, head to Grand Teton National Park. Although it's not very far from here. And Montana has a lot of comparable spots as well. And thanks for the kind words. Okay. Uh, moving on to Trump formally announcing his, um, the launch of his reelection for 2020. Yeah, it's not surprising, but he still has it, at least it seems from a campaigner perspective, uh, because he, he announced this, uh, campaign start at, uh, at a rally in Orlando on Tuesday night. Some 20,000 people attended the announcement, which is way bigger than any of the Democrats are pulling. It's a little skewed because of course the Democrats are split at this point. We don't have a, a solid basis for comparison, but when Eric Swalwell has eight people on the street talking about his gun bans, you know, you, you can add all these people together. I'm not sure they get the same. But when you zoom crowd. in really tight, you can't tell. That's, yeah. that's the thing. Uh, so, um, so this thing, this thing took place in Orlando and, uh, and Trump was kind of on his usual talking points, ripping the media, uh, ripping the Democrats and, and announcing the, um, the campaign to very excited, uh, attendees. Here's, uh, here's him actually making that announcement. With every ounce of heart and might and sweat and soul, we're going to keep making America great again. And then we will indeed keep America great. We will keep it so great. Better than ever before. We're going to keep it better than ever before. (laughs) And that is why tonight I stand before you to officially launch my campaign for a second term as President of the United States. Thank you. So as I mentioned, wow. he, he hit all the, the usual talking points. He ripped the media. He called the Democrats a, quote, angry left-wing mob. And then he got particularly spicy. Uh, he said, our radical Democrat opponents are driven by hatred, prejudice, and rage, and they want to destroy you and destroy our country as we know it. Ah. Some might say accurate, but certainly spicy language. Um, Trump also said, our political opponents look to take Uh, Look down with hatred on our values and with utter disdain for the people whose lives they want to ruin. So he's going hard on the Democrats right off the bat. Yeah. And whether he's sincere or not, it's kind of a noticeable flip of their own rhetoric. Of course, their whole bit against Trump is he's hateful. He's prejudiced. Uh, All the MAGA hat wearers uh, are, are the same, you know. So for him to flip the script is kind of an interesting strategy. We'll see if he sticks with it. That's but what this, he's been doing all along. This is no different. Well, Are I don't you saying know that he's I've, like going harder than... I don't know that I've ever heard language quite that elevated. They're driven by hatred, prejudice, and rage, and they want to destroy you, and they want to destroy our country as we know it. That's a he's pretty He's king of hyperbole. Statement. What are you talking yeah. about? He says stuff like this all the time. I mean, that's true, but he's constantly making statements at, at the extremity. Hmm. Well, those comments pissed off Don Lemon. No. Don Lemon over at CNN, who uh, was ripping his own network for airing portions of this Trump speech. Uh, Since, after all, that's how Hitler got his start, was he gave speeches. So listen to this exchange with Chris Cuomo. This could have been in 2016. It's like they've learned nothing. But this, uh, I couldn't believe what I was hearing. This is just so, so ridiculous. 
think about the despicable people we've had in history. Okay, now I'm going to use an extreme example. Um, think about Hitler. Think about any of those people. If you could look back on in history, would you say, well, I'm so glad that that person was allowed a platform so that they could spread their hate and propaganda and lies? Or would you say that probably wasn't the right thing to do to spread that because you knew in the moment that that was a bad person and they were doing bad things? Not only were they hurting people, they were killing people. Well, but I think that the example matters. And that's a very extreme well, he wasn't always example. Killing people. Uh, rhetoric but that laws, you don't like. Could it be a slippery slope towards violence? And policy maybe, are detrimental maybe to people. And it also, it also for, listen, for people like me, how this president feels about the Central Park Five, that, that can be a life or death issue for people like me. For people of they color in, that, in this country, it is a life or death issue. Comparing anything to an extreme like a Hitler. It weakens the argument. Well, I think it gives because you a you clear are now example. Taking a guy who says things you don't like and no, no, comparing him I'm to a genocidal, him to genocidal maniac. I'm not comparing him to that. I'm comparing the way you would cover someone who is a. I know, but I'm saying it's creating a false standard. Things. A yeah. guy who says things I don't like that's abusive of the truth, who can be obnoxious for effect and pander to a group of people in this country, is not necessarily a step away lies. from a genocidal maniac. It starts maniac. with little lies. It starts with little lies <laughs> that become bigger lies. And it starts with people who, who, who become brainwashed. That's so stupid. I mean, just thinking about his argument, then who determines um, which leaders evil will actually come to fruition? Exactly. It's so, it's so stupid. Also, I'm I hate the these one little conversations. Yeah. I hate yeah. these little conversations between them. They have no decorum. It's like, this is how you should be talking to each other offline. <laughs> like, why are you doing this live on you a major news network? I suppose, uh, first of all, all I can say is, you know it's bad when Chris Cuomo is walking you back and Chris Cuomo yeah. sounds comparatively sensible. That's bad. Remember Chris Cuomo of like defending Antifa fame, yeah. saying like punching a Nazi is the morally virtuous thing to do. Um, but but to, the, to his argument, as you were saying, I can grant that yes, some speech can lead to bad outcomes or be a factor in bad outcomes. That can be true. But you know what always leads to bad outcomes without fail? And what requires oppression to achieve? Stopping censorship. Yeah. censorship. Censorship has a pretty good track record of creating conflict up to and including violent conflict. So if you think you have the perfect foresight to decide whose speech will necessarily lead to violence and whose won't, not based on whether they're calling for violence, but just based on whether you like the content of it or not, uh, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to doubt your your wisdom in that area. And I'm going to speculate that your system will end up like every other censorship censorship system that's ever existed with yeah. bloodshed and rebellion and revolt. Yep. Good luck, Don. Uh, now, it starts with little lies. That's his saying. It starts with little lies. Isn't that CNN's standard operating procedure? Little lies, at least. I mean, come on. Yeah. If little lies mean we shut down speech preventatively. Cut the feed at CNN. If little lies are all that matters, my God. Right, and then the underlying assumption here is that somebody that they like and agree with is always going to be the one that is conducting the censorship. It's like, uh, we'll just turn yeah. this on you as soon as we get power and make sure that nobody at CNN ever speaks publicly. Ever It'll again. always be used exactly the way I personally would want it used. Yeah, always, without, without fail. Anyway, uh, God. Well, it's time to talk about reparations, so we'll see where this goes. I'm tired. <laughs> but on Wednesday, 
A subcommittee of the House Judiciary Committee held a hearing that will consider a bill to study and potentially create a plan for slavery and Jim Crow reparations. The idea of, um, of course, if you're unfamiliar, the idea of paying benefits to descent in theory, if this is even possible, paying benefits to descendants of slaves or maybe just black looking people generally in compensation for, uh, for slavery and Jim, uh, Jim Crow segregation in the subsequent century. The hearing's star witness was Ta-Nehisi Coates, who wrote a piece in The Atlantic in 2014 called The Case for Reparations, arguing that African-Americans have been exploited by nearly every American institution. So this is what Ta-Nehisi Coates had to say before the House subcommittee this week. What this committee must know is that while emancipation deadbolted the door against the bandits of America, Jim Crow wedged the windows wide open. It was 150 years ago, and it was right now. The typical black family in this country has one-tenth the wealth of the typical white family. Black women die in childbirth at four times the rate of white women. And there is, of course, the shame of this land of the free, boasting the largest prison population on the planet. Why? The descendants of the enslaved Racism. make up the largest share. The matter of reparations is one of making amends and direct redress but it is also a question of citizenship. In H.R. 40, this body has a chance to both make good on its 2009 apology for enslavement and reject fair-weather patriotism. To say that a nation is both its credits and its debits. That if Thomas Jefferson matters, so does Sally Hemings. That if D-Day matters, so does Black Wall Street. That if Valley Forge matters, so does Fort Pillow. Because the question really is not whether we will be tied to the somethings of our past, but whether we are courageous enough to be tied to the whole of them. Oh, what a bunch of horseshit. I guess the most annoying thing, of course, you know what I'm going to say about the prison population. It's well, yeah. because you commit more crime. Why, why is this even? I have a the- better solution to that problem than reparations. It would be this. Stop breaking the law, asshole! That... That would work much better. Stop breaking the law, asshole. Um, as far as the women dying in childbirth thing, I can guarantee that the majority of that is attributed to things related to poor lifestyle. Yeah, I actually looked this up because, I mean, it is true, much like the prison statistics are true. The question is, why? Uh, but it's not much like statistics on crime or wealth or whatever else. It's not unique to the United States. Here's an article from the BBC. Why are black mothers at more risk of dying? Probably because uh, they have a higher parity. Um, they probably have a higher BMI, which I'm sure has something to do with it. Uh, it might be the quality of the hospitals they're going to. And it's no, no, not it's, like it's, it's only racist doctors. That's Exclusively. Insane. That's it. All the doctors are racist because the How government much tells you, them. Do you to think be. is obesity? Well, that's the, that's what I love about his case is he observes. Um, he observes any inequity. He observes any unequal outcome and presumes discrimination is the cause. Yeah. What without was the any first evidence. thing he said? He said typical, the typical black family in the United States has one tenth the wealth of a, of a typical white family. Well, again, you're going to have to provide me evidence that the wealth was accumulated by theft or illegitimate means. One person having something doesn't mean you were robbed. There are many life choices that can explain this outcome. And by the way, that trend is true globally. So is it, is it just that the entire white world has, uh, has the entire continent of Africa under its thumb, for example, even though they're outnumbered by a fair margin? Is that, is that the case? That's what I'm supposed to believe. Racism explains the inequity 
exclusively and and in totality? Yes. I mean, if you didn't recognize, not you specifically, but if you uh, had a belief in true egalitarian, racial egalitarianism, that Mm -hmm. people of all races had no inherent differences, then what else could you attribute these discrepancies to other than oppression? Yeah, I mean, it, it is the nature and nurture debate and it, it gets, but, but when you get into trouble because so-called race realists, at least there's one fringe that like wants to say it's a hundred percent nature. This is all biologically determined. They get in trouble. The other side is saying it is 100% socially constructed, 100% nurture, so to speak That's on insane. a global scale. It should be, it should be criticized as heavily but it's not we're i you know if you want to talk about what could possibly explain this if you have any explanation other than white people are very racist and control everything that's the only acceptable answer politically when that obviously is not the case um and, and the bottom line of all of this is reparations will never be as simple as one simple solution beyond stop breaking the law asshole seriously speaking no i mean we've we've talked this to death but and i know i've said this so many times in the on the channel but it's like how are you possibly going to delineate who is uh who gets who gets reparations it's it's an impossible oh, yeah, they have task no, they have, they have no, no plan it's, logistically it's it's impossible like somebody like kamala harris who's half jamaican half indian she better not be getting any fucking reparations. Yeah, and they have they've made no plan that th- this is only a bill to study it. We're going to have the conversation, but but they've not given any specifics. To your point, who would pay? Who would receive? How would slave descendant be measured? How much slave blood is necessary? What are the rewards? As, as I was saying, the solution, a better solution than reparations, even if you can make those definitions, the simple rules, the simple rules that basically free you from poverty in this country get a high school education get married don't have kids until you're married and then stay married yep follow those rules generally you won't be desperately poor it doesn't yeah. guarantee lavish success but fix a broken culture maybe make a commitment to a family maybe work to uphold that family and we'll start there i bet this wealth gap starts shrinking a little bit and it's, it's fine. Again, it's fine. What, whatever the ratio is, if it's 10 to one, I don't consider that unjust unless you can demonstrate the injustice to me. But if you have two populations basically behaving the same way in pursuit of success, you're going to see that naturally equalize a little bit. It's probably never going to get to a perfect 50, 50 split, but I bet you're going to see some of that yeah, uh, inequity I, that you don't like. I will agree equalize. with them to some degree in that um, institutional preferential treatment like affirmative action disenfranchises minority communities. So Hmm. perhaps there is some institutional problem. It's just that they are getting far too much. Well, the most significant uh, institutional structures of, of racial inequity in this country to me are those types of structures. It's not generally speaking, there aren't legal restrictions in how you can behave or what you can buy or what you can do based on race. That said, you know, whether it's by a government actor or by someone in the private sector, there yeah. are certainly cases of racial preference and rarely with the exception of maybe like panhandle Idaho, is it a white straight male racial preference? That's not common. 
you know, and if it is, that's kind of mum. Most people don't advertise that one. Um, but yes, they have no plan. That, so, you know, it, that's that's the thing that's frustrating about this is you're you, you're supposed to be browbeaten into supporting it, even though they have no specifics. Like, how the hell could I support this when, I, when you're not telling me anything specific at all? But it gets worse because I saw this story come out. Uh, I saw the reporting over the weekend, but I guess this dates back to Thursday. You see Elizabeth Warren and her plan on gay reparations? Uh. <laughs> We're at this point. Elizabeth Warren's campaign strategy apparently is all the things for free, but more specifically, some things are more free based on how many um, intersectional points you have. So if you're black and you've been in a gay marriage since before 2013, oh boy, you're really going to cash in under the Elizabeth Warren presidency. <laughs> Maybe Bill de Blasio's wife had a lesbian marriage back then that she can cash in on after the fact. Probably. Who knows? Don Lemon's all excited about this. Yeah, that's true. I'm sure he stands to cash in also. Me, uh, so, so <laughs> God. Uh, as I mentioned, basically, since it appears that Elizabeth Warren's campaign motto is anything and everything for free. On Thursday, she announced uh, the introduction of a bill that would allow gay couples to amend past tax returns that excluded them from marriage benefits and receive refunds from the IRS. This is called the Refund Equality Act. A report by the Joint Committee on Taxation on Tuesday, released on Tuesday, estimates that couples who were in same-sex marriages prior to the repeal of the Defense of Marriage Act in 2013 would be eligible for up to $57 million in refunds collectively, I believe. Reading between the lines because they don't say so specifically, it appears to me this benefit would extend to couples who had state-recognized gay marriages prior to the repeal of that federal law. Do they still have to be married? I don't know. I think it's just were you married back then when you had a state-recognized gay marriage, but the federal government didn't recognize it. If you still had to be married, this would be like $1,000 in refunds total. I don't know, uh, but apparently only like 10 states are even even are eligible for this sort of thing based on the definition. Well, this is right blatant pandering, obviously. I, I can't wait to hear her explain this when, when they're debating reparations on Wednesday or Thursday, whenever she is. And she says, not only do I support reparations for slavery, if you're gay, you're going to get a tax refund dating back to your overpaying in like 2010 or it's something political strategy though, because she has to stay away from racial issues because of her own sordid past with straight up lying about mm. her race. Did she ever lie about being a lesbian? That never Maybe. happened. Maybe. Did better... she write for a lesbian cookbook? <laughs> There's a good joke in here somewhere, but I'm just not something about beating your wife with kitchen utensils <laughs> is probably in that. Cookbook. No, like a, what, what was it called? Powwow chow. Yeah. Somebody in the live chat. Think of a name of a lesbian cookbook and I'll read it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. We'll circle back to that one. You want to, let's see, we got three more stories. You want to do AOC first or take a break now? We can take a wee break. Okay. But um, I forgot, uh, before I forget, actually this time, I want to thank our top contributors on D live. That is uh, pass John and rusty. Sorry. I can't read your full names. They block it out for me, but if you are on D live, I'm going to, uh, <laughs> Distribute the the treasure chest right now. So hang tight and that'll be coming your way momentarily. You got a good Ooh, one or what? There's the clam bake. That one's pretty good. That's excellent. That that's that's, that's very good. good. Um let's see, there's some good taco ones in here. Lickety split recipes. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty good. Most of them are most of them are clams. Dyke right, bites. So- 
dyke bites. Okay. <laughs> that's good. I like that one better. That's, that's all right. Yeah. All right. Wolves, Mercy. This whole deal with kids and Pride Parade is very concerning. My boyfriend and I are both two gay guys. We don't want kids anywhere near those things. We don't even want ourselves near them. Kids need to be left alone. I know. Whatever happened to just being like a normal gay? Yeah. Just be a normal gay guy. I, 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 as I keep saying, I have no problem with that. I don't care. Like, Pride, Pride Month doesn't matter to me because 12 months out of the year, I don't give a shit if you're gay. Just stop yeah. shoving it in my face. And I really feel... I, I, you know, <laughs> Rug <what>? munch brunch. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. But yes, I hear frequently through email and, and through the super chatter as well. There, there's a large constituency of, of gay people who feel the exact same way. Yeah. Like, yeah, do whatever you want in your own house. I don't care. Just why does it have to be a, a, a public display all yeah. the time? Why does yeah. it have to be? You ha you're forced to say how cool it is. I know. Five times a day. And if I were some normal gay dude, I'd be like, stop giving us a bad name. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It would piss me off so much. Yeah. Um, Dan Lopez, Dems evacuated the Oregon Senate today because people were singing the national anthem. Also, the Republican senators are all safe in other states. We're going to talk about it. Truly. Oh, I didn't hear that part about them leaving. Oh, that is this what was the militia threat? That must be what made them leave because the state house is closed due to a militia threat, as it's been reported. Mm, truly, we're living yeah. in clown world. Yes, we are, Mr. Lopez. Uh, Lupus Albus, we all know that creepy Uncle Joe will bend the knee. If you think the child exploitation is bad now, give it two years. I'm certain he will remove the age of consent laws. <laughs> his his, his uh, primary achievement, President Joe Biden. National, not age of consent laws are illegal nationally. They can't be done. Uh, sniffing a child's hair is a constitutional right in a in a Roe v. Wade style decision. Oh God. Yeah. What is this world? Anjum <laughs> Barry on the reparations issue. Australia, Australia does have race based welfare that seems to go under the radar for the most part. Mm. Last time it was given media attention was around 2013. Is it for Aboriginals? I would I would assume, but I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Um, hey, Brie. Hi, good to see you. Brie Fichet is in our live chat. Uh, Julie V, speaking of the gays, apparently Elizabeth Warren wasn't done pandering to them. Now she wants reparations for being gay. She said it's because they weren't allowed to get tax breaks for being married. Yeah, exactly. Kevin Flanagan, it's not mm. only okay, but desirable to celebrate segregationist ideas about. Uh, Boogeyman917, she's clearly a lesbian, right? You're better than that blonde. Thanks for the laugh. Yeah. And she is, like, Uber Dyke. Far too hard says, uh, hmm. Biden, I'm not racist. I remember I had um, 13, no, 14 black friends in the <laughs> setting. Well, if one black friend counts, 14 is For sure, it's is 14 really good. times yeah. less racist, right? Exactly. Uh, you just shove it into the racism equation and it tells you how not racist you are. Exactly. Uh, Nate Early, hey guys, just wanted to let you know I get off work at 6 p.m. on Sundays and rush home so I can watch your stream Oh, live. well, thanks. Love watching you and wanted to send some support from Reno, Nevada. Thank you, Nate. Um, Kevin, no, no. Oh, he broke the rules again. No, I mean, I have to use my own judgment about what is and is not going to get us kicked off of YouTube. Okay. Hey, Caesar, he's making an appearance. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, let's hmm. uh, circle back to the rest. All right, let me uh, catch up on uh, Streamlabs. Who's a buddy? Are you a buddy? Real Don't look quick. Look me. Um, God dang it. Oh, I didn't reload. Sorry. I deserve the stupid uh, keyboard cat music this time. I'll get to it, though. I only have one job. That's not true. I have a lot of jobs around here. You do. Honkler, Honkler Vault says, uh, Sup, Boston. 
loving the sanity safe space. Well, thanks for tuning in. Texastentialist says some coin from the concentration camp capital of America, Texas. Get to that in a moment here. Redicus says triggered tequila was the only memorable part of that confrontation. The incomprehensible rambling of a woman who has been here years and still has an accent as thick as someone in a sombrero hopping a fence. Fair fair point because Cuck Norris didn't really do anything. He did say a few words and I can't even remember what they are off the top of my head. So you're right. He wasn't that noteworthy. Kind of linguini. (laughs) Ooh, that's, that's an advanced one. Wow. (laughs) <laughs> Blackwing <laughs> says Jordan Hunt is Cuck Norris's stunt double. Uh, Redicus says, fuck you, Don Lemon, and your ignorant ass. The Central Park Five committed a crime, uh, committed crime. They were only improperly convicted of rape. That event is the same as the whitewashing of the Detroit riots in the movie Detroit. I don't know that much about the case, but that was the deal, right? They they're they're the Central Park Five are propped up as some wrongly accused or something. Yeah, but they clearly did it. Um but they the, didn't do the rape. Is that there was so much, they probably raped her. One of them admitted it before, when when he was being questioned. Um, hmm. the, to like grabbing her boobs or something. But they but, were in the park committing crime. Yeah, and they they did it against this jogger as well. What happened was there oh. was so much crime in the park that as she was laying dying, as, uh, because they you know smashed her head in and probably raped her. Somebody else came along and also raped her, and then oh. he committed or he admitted God. to the crime. And so they all. Oh. Okay. Um, are That's you unfortunate phrasing. What? They all, they all got off. Oh yeah. <laughs> Carry on. Canadian egg. Can't watch live tonight, but wanted to say congrats, Matt, on your engagement. I can't wait for your fiance to get a hit piece before you do. That actually probably will happen. She's kind of an edge Lord. Appreciate it. All jokes aside, I want nothing but the best for you too. Congrats. Well, thank oh, you kindly. Know. Renicus says, I still stand by the Chappelle show reparation skit. Cadillac stock tripled and the Ted and the 10 kid women. Uh, someone is going to pay for all my kids. Yeah, I've, I've not. <laughs> sorry. Coughing, lingering from the week here. I've not seen the skit, but I can imagine. Phil says it's been fun watching PJW and other conservative commentators finally waking up to what a little snake that uh, to what a snake, the littlest chicken hawk is oh ben ben shapiro is the kind of neo palace is the kind of neocon palestinian or neo-palestinian can that can make a friend uh can make a friend of israel turn against them with no remorse Ooh. (laughs) well i have to admit that was a little spicy i have to admit that i i did laugh a little bit because ben was talking about being lumped in with like uh the guy who committed I think he was talking about all the hit pieces that have been going around with the New York Times and stuff. And he was, he, he was, he was irritated being lumped in with the guy who committed that uh, synagogue vandalism in Indiana that we originally thought was hoax hate. The one with the excellent Iron or, Cross. I think it was BuzzFeed that said that guy's girlfriend listened to Ben Shapiro. So the implication was Ben Shapiro influenced him to do that. And Ben saying, ah, if you listen to me and you're inspired to vandalize a synagogue, you're not doing it right. I don't know how you could get that idea. And I'm thinking... I don't know. <laughs> Every once in a while, you know, like the idea crosses my mind when I listen to this show. No, it was, it was just, it was funny. It was, it was, there was a joke there that he was, I think a little oblivious to, but, oh, uh, man. but it, it, it was really funny in my head at least. Uh, Micah says a hundred different ways to eat clam. Oh yeah. That's the name of the cook. And I got to give um, honorable mention to Bobby Fallon that just said, yeast feast 
Ooh, I, that that's my personal favorite. I think that's I'm a good one. That. Yeast yeah. feast. Okay. You like kind of linguine. That's that's good. Well, moving on because if there was one major enemy of Ben Shapiro this week, it was Alexandria Ocasio Cortez because she uh, made comparisons you cannot make, even though I do think these are stupid, idiotic comparisons. But yes, she said that the um, the detention facilities at the border are akin to not akin to they are concentration camps and this was during one of her uh, like america's funniest home videos submissions she makes on her social media she broadcasts this on whatever it was i don't know if it was a facebook story or whatever the hell she's doing but this is what she had to say the united states is running concentration camps on our southern border and that is exactly what they are they are concentration camps. If that doesn't bother you, I don't. I got. I like. We can have. Okay, whatever. I want to talk to the people that Compelling. are concerned enough with humanity to say that we should not. That never again means something, and that um, the fact that concentration camps are now an institutionalized practice in the home of the free is extraordinarily disturbing. Okay, when has home of the free ever meant you can just cross the border? What does she mean? The, they're, they're, what does she mean about concentration camps here? What, what, what she well, she clarifies a little bit. I'll get to that in a moment. I guess but she, she gives a definition in a subsequent tweet, which, I, which I'll read. But... I mean, I hate to spend too much time discussing why this is silly, but typically you don't have concentration camps historically for a population trying to enter a country. If you want to avoid the concentration camp, just turn around and walk away. Yeah. Okay. Problem solved. Uh, The detention is for committing a crime in this case, not belonging to an ethnic group. You commit a crime, you get detained. as, as, um, As Ben was making the point this week, is a prison a concentration camp? No because you've gone to trial, you've been convicted. Okay, she clarifies that a little bit later. Um, and and uh, additionally, every effort is made to care for these people when they arrive. So the few deaths that are attributable to people in these concentration camps at the border, these are people arriving in terrible shape. And then they're receiving what is hoped to be life-saving treatment, and sometimes it fails on rare occasion. But how is it our fault that they show up in you know, like they're, they're practically dead when they get here. What are you smirking at? And it's just, it's so funny to me because the opportunity for, for Holocaust denial here for Holocaust deniers Mm. to come in and be like, what did you mean? They're both concentration camps. (laughs) Like they both have swimming pools and like they Mm. both had soccer fields and stuff. Like I can't believe more people aren't doing that. Well, if this takes that twist, (laughs) I will be, I I mean, yeah, I got to grab a bowl of popcorn for that. I'm sure the daily stormers doing it. Uh, yeah, probably. So uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez obviously faced uh, backlash for this from a whole bunch of people. And in response, she added a little bit of clarification. She, she tweets, for the shrieking Republicans who don't know the difference, concentration camps are not the same as death camps. Concentration camps are considered by experts as, quote, the mass detention of civilians without trial. And that's exactly what this administration is doing. Well, first of all, they're awaiting trial. Yeah. So, no. And what are you uh, but, supposed to do in the interim? 
Be like, yeah. hang out and come back later. That'll totally go work. hang. Go take a trip to New York. Yeah, whatever. We trust you. You'll be back. And also, if it had nothing to do with death camps of World War II, the Holocaust, why did you say never again? Like, what, <laughs> never again has to mean something. Well, what is never again a reference to? Again, I'm not. I I'm not one of these I people it was that's never gonna, forget. That's nine eleven. I just, uh, I'm not going to like get all morally outraged that she compared something to the Holocaust, da, 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 whatever. I don't, all I'm going (laughs) to, all I'm saying is I I just get a little tired of that. That's all I'm saying. Like nothing can ever be compared. It is the ultimate, it is the ultimate thing that is uh, untouchable and all this. You know what else is funny about this? Every time they do this, they're like so concerned with the oppression of minority groups and the Jewish people. Every time they do this, it just downplays the actual significance of the Holocaust and yeah. makes it a less powerful argument for them. <laughs> yeah. I just, I, I would like her, I, I'm looking for intellectual honesty here. That's all. Like you made in a Alexander Ocasio-Cortez. You made a Holocaust comparison. Just stick with it. All right. You're in. And clearly she's in it for the fight. Like, all right, I'm in, I'm going to stand by this. But she balked at that part and says, no, no, I'm not actually making a Holocaust comparison. But you said never again. So come on, stick up for what you said. Take on the full fight. I'm disappointed she didn't do that. Not, and again, that's not to be interpreted as my agreement with her comparison. I think it's stupid. I think it's idiotic. But if you're going to pick the fight, finish the fight. All right, so AOC got ripped further. And uh, she doubled down showing this footage of, I guess, her visiting the border last summer. Uh, she, she describes it again as a concentration camp in this tweet. I flew to the concentration camp where the Trump administration was keeping children they stole from their parents. Back then, I was voicing my conscience, and I still am. Hashtag abolish ICE. Here's the footage. We have no right to stand for But their parents are criminals. So who the hell do we give the children to? Right. That's why they have to be in the care of nonprofits. Yeah. What do you want? Stop using children as props to get into this country. What the hell are they? First of all, you have the idea of just releasing illegal immigrants into the population without any consequence. But second of all, these are unaccompanied minors at that point. Who the hell are you going to give them to? Right. Have them go march in the pride parade because they're fine with the kinks. I don't know. What are you going to do with these kids? That's a good throwback. This is so stupid. Where Are you going to take them to your house, AOC? Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're volunteering. I can't sleep. I haven't been able to sleep. Funny because you've been in Congress for you know six months now and yeah. you haven't done shit about this seems like you're sleeping quite well in your luxury dc apartment yeah mm. my favorite part of this whole uh episode was the callback to remember nancy pelosi defending ilhan omar who what did she say she said something about israel or the jews i can't even remember because it all gets it all gets she said like israel is hypnotizing the world or something like Nancy that Pelosi said that? no no ilhan omar did oh. she said some spicy stuff about israel and the jews and everybody rushed to her defense remember is and it that time that you tweeted all the dollar bills there was a whole bunch of stuff yeah and nancy pelosi defended her by saying what ilhan omar has a different experience That's with words right. yeah. famous defense well it's resurfaced this time from Congressman Henry Cuellar of Texas, 
He recycled that Nancy Pelosi, Ilhan Omar defense on CNN. He basically said the exact same thing. Listen to this. I wanted to ask you what what you thought of of her characterization, her her comparison to the Holocaust, and and especially ending it by saying never again. Without due respect to her, she has a different uh, usage of words and certain uh, maybe a different perception. I would not use the terms that she used and imply anything else after that. Okay. Good. I like it. They should this, keep saying that. This was uh, this was so ridiculous that even Chuck Todd on his MSNBC show had to come out and say, yeah, this is a stupid comparison and you shouldn't have made it. And of course, Chuck Todd got ripped by people for this segment that he did. For being criticized, Ocasio-Cortez tried to make a distinction between concentration camps and Nazi death camps, where the industrialized mass slaughter of the Holocaust occurred. Fair enough. But Congresswoman, tens of thousands were also brutalized, tortured, starved, and ultimately died in concentration camps, camps like Dachau. If you want to criticize the shameful treatment of people at our southern border, fine. You'll have plenty of company, but be careful comparing them to Nazi concentration camps, because they're not at all comparable, in the slightest. But here's where it's uh, upsetting as her comment. Some Democrats have been reluctant to condemn her remarks. They don't want to get criticized on Twitter. Fellow New York Congressman Jerry Nadler tweeted in response, one of the lessons from the Holocaust is never again. We fail to learn that lesson when we don't call out such inhumanity right in front of us. See, this is the incoherence of the defense, too. Jerry Nadler is saying, yeah, it was a Holocaust comparison, and this is just like the Holocaust. That's what he's saying. But, but, uh, but AOC is saying, no, 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 I wasn't comparing the Holocaust at all, just concentration camps. Hmm. Not... And, and later she ripped Chuck Todd. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but she ripped Chuck Todd saying, I never said Nazi, Chuck Todd. I only said never again in concentration camps. But I never said Nazi. You inserted that word. Yeah, okay. it was a foot and mouth moment. And she probably went back to Justice Democrats. And she's like, how should I play this one, guys? Well, I'll get to that in a moment. Because as I said, even though her take is idiotic, I have slight admiration for a refusal to apologize. But here's the rest of Chuck Todd. Why are we so sheepish calling out people we agree with politically these days? Are we really so ensconced in our political bubbles, liberal versus conservative, that we cannot talk about right versus wrong anymore? Okay. So, of course, the mob keeps going crazy after her on Twitter, and everybody's ripping her, and reporters are asking her for clarification, and she refuses to apologize. Here's her talking to, uh, to a reporter. I think he should apologize for the deliberate conflation and attack on these terms. I think he should apologize for the conditions that he's supporting on the border. He should apologize to the children that have been separated from their parents. He should apologize for, the, for his support for widespread human rights abuses. That's what he should apologize for. And until he stops supporting the absolute dehumanizing conditions on our border, I will not apologize for holding him to account for it. Hmm. Well, you're going to you're going to say that her just being a sassy Puerto Rican chick is the same thing as not giving in, giving an apology. This is the same thing as this Joe Biden shit. She just use it as an opportunity for political posturing. Fuck hmm. Well, I guess what I'm saying is in every other context, when people who we agree with more uh, say something that's too spicy or whatever, we advocate for this type of response. No, no, we don't. I want What's people to, like, to be like Tucker Carlson and be like. Uh, I'm not sorry for what I said, not to like turn it into an opportunity to like, uh, attack somebody else. She well, didn't say, I'm she's, not sorry. She's flipping she, it on the people attacking her as opposed to just, no, she's flipping it on person. Trump. Oh, maybe I misheard. 
She said he I, needs to apologize. Oh no, sorry, sorry. She's she's referencing um when she when she says he, she's referencing uh, House Majority Leader ah. McCarthy. That's who she's referencing. Yeah, I mean, and he called is, on her to apologize. He did. You should apologize. No, <laughs> no, this you. Is, no, this is insufficient. This is exactly what Joe Biden did. How, well, okay, so what what do you think she should do? What would what should AOC do in this when, situation? When I, when I say absent, I want people, absent saying my take is retarded and I yeah, shouldn't have really. said it. I no. mean, uh, she should have just said. I mean, what she said was retarded. I should preface this by yeah. saying that. We're talking like, strategy, not matters of fact here. Wait, you yeah. mean strategically? She probably did the right thing strategically. But when I want people to not apologize, I want them to be like, uh, I'm not sorry. I don't regret what I said. And then move on and stop doing interviews about it. So you you just take issue with the like trying to flip it on somebody else. Yeah. Like what okay. Tucker Carlson did with Media Matters. Do you remember that? Uh, yeah, like, but he, he definitely me he flipped it on not. them hard. Remember, they went back and like searched through the, the president's record and um, what did they find? They find that he had that blog where he did all those spicy discussions. No, of I'm the... talking about his response to that. He said, Media Matters found found like a time I said something naughty. Yeah. And then he never talked about it again. He like addressed it once on his show and that was it. No, no. They went back and they dug through that guy's history and they found all that dirt and published it over at the Daily Caller. And Tucker Wasn't that about what it. he was responding to? Tucker was responding to Media Matters no, okay, so the, the timeline went like this. Media Matters published those decades-old tapes right. of Tucker like on that Shock Jock radio show. Tucker responds, refusing to apologize, but also digs into the organization president's blog history, oh, yeah. finds the spicy I'm being tapes. hypocritical, but also I don't care because I <laughs> lack principles. So that's really what this is about. I suppose. I mean, I... I hmm. Also, I, he I, was I'm, giving them a taste of their own medicine. What she's what she's blaming them for is is patently absurd. There's no alternative. Like, what are we going to do with these kids? And they're being used as pawns by their parents to gain entry into the yeah. United States. So I guess I guess all I'm saying is like I hundred percent disagree with everything she's saying. Can I can I to the extent that I've advocated this sort of behavior for other people, should I stand by the way that she's behaving? Without endorsing the take, the take is stupid. Yeah, fine. I mean, it's it's generally good when people don't apologize. I think. Hmm. Even AOC. Do you think she should apologize? For that, no. Hmm. But also only because I have selfish motivations, and I think it's hilarious. I'm not. I generally, even though I, I don't care how stupid the opinion is, I'm generally not a fan of apologizing for matters of opinion. Anyway, all right. right. You think that this is like a concentration camp? Yeah, that's dumb. I think that's yeah, but really the real dumb. reason but, I think that is because it, it never. Me? Am I hurt? Yeah, yeah. By what she said. The real reason people shouldn't apologize for matters of opinion is because it never placates anybody. It, yeah, it, there's it is no weaponized. End to it. And it's, it's weaponized, not as though right. someone was. Nobody has been actually harmed by this, but it, it can be weaponized to to score political points right. to get that apology scalp, so to speak. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> she's she's an idiot <laughs> i don't know I'm just, i just stopped trying to be nuanced about this she's just dumb she's just dumb but she's in congress in a position of power i i, I can't get over the fact that the my biggest disappointment disappointment is the fact that she's denying that she's talking about the holocaust yes you made a holocaust comparison just stand by it god damn it the we trying to weasel out of it well then she didn't really refuse refuse to apologize if she yeah she did weasel i mean to be fair yeah. in my standard she weaseled which is like a it's a it's a form of hedging. She didn't stand as yeah. strong as she could because she weaseled out of that. 
I, I need her to explain what never again means. If I'm to accept your stupid concentration camp distinction, explain to me what never again means. Because yeah. that's that's how I know you're talking about the Holocaust. Okay. Uh, <laughs> moving on. There's no transition here. Let's just talk about this Navy <laughs> SEAL trial. What a crazy story, right? Mm. I don't know really anything about this story. I just saw the headlines this week. But okay, it seems so really well, I guess we'll talk about the real highlight. Um, when the trial of decorated Navy SEAL opened in a San Diego military courtroom on Tuesday, prosecutors promised jurors would hear from witnesses who saw the special warfare operator plunge a knife into the neck of a wounded ISIS prisoner. But what actually happened, I mean, witnesses testified during their deployment mm -hmm. um, that they saw this guy Gallagher not only stab the young ISIS prisoner, but fire at non-combatants, including a young girl estimated between 12 and 14. So huh. they bring up this guy, special warfare operator, first class, Corey Scott, expecting him to corroborate the story that he stabbed the dude in the neck, that Gallagher st stabbed the dude in the neck. Um, he was a Navy SEAL medic. He said previously that he had seen Gallagher stab the prisoner under the collarbone, and he said he saw no blood. But during cross-examination, Scott admitted that actually he himself had killed the prisoner. Wait, did he admit both of these things under oath? Um, the previous thing, I think it was just in an interrogation of sorts, ah, but then okay. he was granted immunity. Okay. Uh, and yeah, so Scott had not admitted to asphyxiating the prisoner in previous interviews with investigators and the prosecution, but was doing so now since he was testifying under immunity and couldn't be prosecuted. So he only started saying this under cross-examination. Um, he admitted he killed the prisoner. Somebody had already performed a tracheotomy on the prisoner, creating a small incision in the neck, inserting a tube to help him breathe. So hmm. what the um, what the Navy SEAL medic did was suffocated him by holding his thumb over the trach tube until ah. he asphyxiated. And then they asked, did Gallagher kill this ISIS terrorist? And Scott said no. So he said that it was an act of compassion because he thought that the boy who was a prisoner of the Iraqi forces would be then tortured by the Iraqis. Mm. Crazy. And this, right? this guy's testimony is in direct contradiction to all the other testimony. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's, it's clear that he was telling the truth and it seemed like there were other incentives. Well, how, how is it clear though? On what basis do you say that? I mean, why else would he be doing this? Well, I, maybe there's some motive for him to take the fault. I, I don't. That's what I, I suppose. I mean, uh, it, it reflects poorly on him, though. Yeah, but I assume there there would be some reason. Yeah. Uh, but and as far as like direct evidence, uh, basically testimony is is the entirety of the to evidence. Be only witness testimony. That's all we have in this case. You wonder if there's like some behind the scenes politics or something. Yeah, there seemed to be somebody some trying to take the fall for somebody. Interpersonal relationship issues between uh, different members in the unit, hmm. just like personality issues and the way they operated some old timers and things like that. Um, but outside of that, I'm, I'm not really sure what kind of motivation would cause somebody to take the fall in that way. Is there any speculation about how this is going to play out or it's still just up in the air? I think it's still up in the air. Um, I know that Trump is sympathetic to him, to Gallagher. Oh, that's right. There was talk that maybe he would just be pardoned regardless. Yeah. Even if he was found guilty of killing this guy. Mm -hmm. Yep. Wow. Uh, what Do we know anything more about his career? Like how how long he's been or how long he'd been in, you know, serving or, or what his record looked like? I can look, but I I'm do just know. curious, but I don't it's, know. Not, it's not crucial. All right. Uh, I guess we should get into this organ thing. Do you yeah. want to take a break or should we circle back? Let's, let's do this story last and then we'll just 
finish up with Super Chat. Okay. This is, uh, I mean, this story is as crazy as political stories get. Uh, and there are facts still developing. And it, frankly, I just kind of ran out of time preparing this story. So I'm not fully up to speed on everything. But what I do understand is that Oregon Senate Republicans have fled the state over this apparent climate change bill. So at the center of the controversy is this this proposed bill that's set to pass in Oregon because Oregon Democrats control the House, Senate, and the governor's uh, mansion. And Republicans don't have the political power to stop them, but for a quorum rule, which we'll get to in a moment. But the bill at the, con- at the center of the controversy is this. It's what supporters say would be the U.S.'s most progressive climate, I use progressive in quotes, progressive climate change policy. This cap and trade program would establish an overall limit on emissions and auction off, quote, pollution permits or allowances for each ton of carbon that industries plan to emit. The money raised would be used to fund a sweeping progressive platform that encourages further emission cuts and prioritizes investment in low income and tribal communities ability to Mm. respond to climate change, get them some boxing gloves to punch all that carbon with or something. The effects on average Oregonians speculated were this to pass include higher gas and and diesel prices naturally becoming higher as time goes on rural Oregonians and uh, businesses that rely on trucks and heavy vehicles would be hardest hit and that cost would likely show up at the grocery store and other points of sale. As the Oregonian describes, this is the no pain, no gain reality at the heart of this, of this uh, market-based cap and trade policy. If businesses and consumers don't feel it in their wallets, they won't change their behavior and reduce emissions. So, you know, I characterized higher costs of everything as speculative. It might be more accurate to say that's the intended feature of the design. Yeah. That you're going to pay more at the pump, that you're going to pay more at the grocery store, that you're going to pay more for presumably every consumer good. Because Do you still have to let somebody pump your gas in order? When I lived there, you did, but I left in 2010. Let me know in the live chat because you guys. So are I don't know Google. if they've changed that since. That yeah, what that an absurd law. What, there was just Oregon and one other state. I think. I think it was some like Vermont or somewhere in the kind of New England area. Huh. I thought is They're the other saying one. yes. Wow, that's retarded. Hmm. So as I mentioned, Republicans basically don't have any way to stop this. Uh, they, at least they don't have the votes. They don't have a way to stop it in a traditional political sense. Um, actually, you have the details on on them leaving. Explain to me what's going on here because they've just yeah. started to bail. And I think we're both kind of conflicted about this. We were talking about it ahead of the show. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this. So 11 Republican senators fled the legislature and in some cases the state to thwart the passage Senate session promptly adjourned because only 18 members showed up as 11 Republican senators are still not participating. The Oregon State Senate is made up of 30 senators, 18 Democrats, 17 Republic or 11 Republicans. Math is hard. Um, because the Republican walkout has prevented the 20 senator quorum in the Senate, legislation cannot be passed in a legislative session scheduled by law to end on June 30th. So, so they're, they're running just out running the out the clock. Yeah. yeah. And they've got a week left. Yes. So I so they're they're some of them are out of the state at least. Yes. I was I was curious because I want to know how the hell this happened because police or how the hell the police search for them happened because right. Just I mean they gone. only have jurisdiction in the state obviously. Yeah. 
But Governor Kate Brown authorized the state police to round up and bring back the missing senators, at least the ones that are seize still them. In state. Yeah, seize yeah. them. Um, according to KOIN TV, Brown said she would call a special session if Republicans run out mm. the clock. Um, Carol Curious, spokeswoman for Senate President Peter Courtney, confirmed that each missing senator was hit with a $500 fine Friday morning, which will be renewed each day as they continue to delay the vote. Okay. So it's you know financial punitive as well. Yeah. Uh, state police can force any senators they track down in Oregon into a patrol car to return them to the Capitol. Although the agency said in a statement that they would use polite communication and patience to mm. bring the lawmakers back. They obviously don't have jurisdiction outside of Oregon. Mm. Well, here's some news and commentary from some involved parties about what's, uh, what's going on there as of late. Right now at this hour, you have Oregon State Patrol officers out there pounding the pavement looking for Republican senators so they could haul them back to the Capitol here in Salem so there can be a vote on this sweeping cap-and-trade bill. The Senate needs at least two Republicans to have a quorum, so the Democratic leadership, which is in the majority, asked the Democratic governor if she would order the state patrol to assist the sergeant-at-arms in finding enough Republicans so a vote can be taken. In our, uh, in our country, we go by the rule of law, and in our legislative process, if you don't like a bill, you build up support and kill the bill. You don't walk out. The Republican offices were empty yeah. yesterday. I'm told all of the 11 senators are in hiding outside of Oregon. They plan on running out the clock in this legislative session, which ends June 30th. I spoke with one who was in hiding in Idaho. We do our jobs best when we represent our constituents best, and that means doing everything in our power to keep them from being irreparably damaged, which this bill will do. One GOP senator described his caucus as, quote, freedom fighters, but their personal freedom is in the hands of the state patrol, which is working with law enforcement in other states. Officials won't comment on how many troopers Whoa. are involved, but did respond when asked if they would arrest and handcuff the lawmakers. Quote, the OSP will go to great lengths to avoid this scenario, and no physical contact is permitted absent the permission of the superintendent of OSP. Hmm. I don't know. Well, it gets even crazier before we decide, because I, I feel similarly conflicted about the tactics, which I'll explain. Um, but this story gets even crazier because it's not done there. Now there are, as the Daily Beast is reporting, armed militias entering the scene, pledging to fight for fugitive Oregon GOP lawmakers, quote, at any cost. So reportedly militia groups across the Pacific Northwest claim they've Mobilized to protect the senators, we're going to do what we can to make sure they're safe and comfortable, says Eric Parker, a president of the militia group Real Three Percenters Idaho. Adding wow, that isn't the, that exactly what was said about late-term abortions? Uh, I can't remember. There may have been similar <laughs> language. I don't know. The exact language, seriously. Is it the verbatim quote? Yeah. Adding that the Idaho militias are in touch with their Oregon counterparts about the senators. Now, reportedly there have also been these these threats uh a militia threat about this climate change bill that actually shut down the oregon state house on saturday oregon state police say right-wing militias could be seen protesting outside the state house as lawmakers were supposed to be inside voting on a climate change bill i will say that i have not taken a, a i've not looked at everything possible i've not exhausted every google search i could to me, the, this threat sounds a little dubious. That is yeah. to say, I've not seen charges, no explanation of the threats. Everything I've seen so far from people talking, these militia groups talking and these senators, one senator had some 
some spicy language about, listen, if the cops come for me, they better be prepared for a fight. And he mentioned shooting. But, and I, I get it. I'm not necessarily defending the comments. However, he did not make a threat against the state house and everything, all the commentary I've seen was strictly defensive action. It was commentary about defensive action, not offensive action, not terroristic acts against the Capitol or something like that. I'm not saying there isn't a a credible threat. I'm not saying the the Oregon state police are liars. I just don't know. And to my status, I've I've not seen any substantiation of the threat to my satisfaction that there's some right-wing terrorism going on or something like that. It's probably trumped up. But, you know, whatever's going on, the state house is um, shut down for now. And as far as I know, not one of these senators has been recovered. There's obviously no political movement because there can't be because there aren't 20 senators to do anything. And that's the whole point. Now we arrive at discussion of whether this is uh, appropriate, fair politics or not. Well, I mean, I guess my the real question is, does it matter that the bill is damaging and idiotic and probably based on a false premise? Does it matter though? Does do you do they still have um are they still required to to do their normal duties in in that case? Mm. That's the real question. I felt the same way about the Merrick Garland hearings a few years ago. That is to say, I didn't think senators had an obligation to confirm Merrick Garland if they didn't want, but in my view, you know, you you have a constitutional role of advise and consent. Granted, yeah. they don't have to consent, but I would have liked to see a follow through on the procedure and just vote no. If you just if you don't Why like the guy, just, just vote no. Yeah. They didn't for whatever reason, they didn't like the politics of that. That's the choice that they made, you know, uh, whatever. It, it's it's it is what it is. I feel conflicted on this one for the same reason that is to say generally I prefer that the process function as it is designed. And that means fulfilling your duty to show up and vote. However, the process in this case does also also specify that a quorum is necessary. And so the question is, are these tactics fair game or abusive? Uh, I'll fully acknowledge that these are, these aren't the tactics I'd prefer. And I would rip progressives for doing this. For sure. Yeah. I have to say it for sure. If the roles were reversed, let's say Oregon was um, wanting to set uh, a, a heartbeat bill. Uh, on a, you know, to ban abortion after a heartbeat is detected, like so many states have done, and the and the makeup of the legislature was reversed, and the Democrats tried this tactic. I'd rip it. Yeah. I I, I won't deny that. I would rip it. Yeah. Um. And and the question for these senators too is, are they doing? I think we both come from the perspective of you should do your job. The question is, are they doing their job? Is their job to show up and vote, or is their job to represent their constituency? to the best degree they can. And is this in fact them doing their job, representing their constituency to the to the strongest degree that they I'm can? I'm leaning towards no. Hmm. I think they just should have voted no. Like, this seems evasive and I don't like the precedent it sets and I would rip leftists so hard for this. Here, let me maybe take the other side of it that would usually be your side. Maybe we'll flip on this one. That is to say, as someone who believes in the process that the, let's say this is at the federal level, I believe in the process that the constitution designs. And I think it's basically the best system the world's ever seen. I want to uphold it over everything, basically. That said, if the process was used to impose communism on the United States of America, would I be willing to compromise the process to avert what is assuredly damaging? 
in that case, yeah. th what I'm saying is there has to come which a I breaking totally point. Yeah. There has to come a breaking point at which whatever the process is being used for will fundamentally destroy the process itself. Is that the case in Oregon? I don't know. Will don't cap and trade so. destroy the process in the same way that communism would destroy individual liberties that are at the heart of this country? Maybe, maybe not. Ultimately, I was talking about this on a uh, hangout with um, some channel supporters before this, and I was expressing similar conflict. And we kind of came to the agreement and the understanding that, like, listen, sometimes you just got to admit to being a hypocrite. Sometimes it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm a hypocrite and I, I want to win. Sometimes that's the case that can be made. So when I think about this, although I'm, uh, you know, I, I certainly think there's a, a very good argument in favor of the process on the yeah. other side of this. Do I like the tactic? No. Would I rip progressives for doing this? Yes. Do I support these senators? Ultimately, I do. Yeah. I think they, like I said, I think they were elected to do one thing, and that's represent their constituents, and they've judged the best way to do it, so be it. Uh, and I, of course, I support the defeat of this bill, just politically. This sounds like a trash bill. Sounds like it'll put Oregon at a, Oregon's economy at a competitive disadvantage with everybody else. I think I finally broke you. I think it happened. Sometimes you just have to say, yeah, fuck it. I'm a hypocrite on this one, <laughs> and I, I just want to win. I know the downside I'm fully aware because the, the other side of this sword is similar bullshit coming from progressives. Yeah. I guess I just have to say, yeah, in that case, it'll be bullshit. Yeah. I'm not. And to be clear, I'm not satisfied with my argument on this one. <laughs> I, I am not. I'm not satisfied with my own position, but if I have to take a side, I think I'm going to take the side of the people who are trying to do the best they can to stick up for, for their constituents. That's, this was a tough one. I, I, this is a really tough one to think about, but that's why the story is so interesting. Am I wrong? You, you want to make an um, impassioned argument for the process? Not really. I'm, I'm conflicted about to. this. Uh, no, I mean, we're not going to switch places on this. I am mm. always going to vote emotionally and lack principles. It's in your nature. It's in my nature. But, yeah. um, you know, seeing you lose your principles a little bit for what needs to be done the ends justify the means I'm, I'm i might regret impressed. this i might regret this no i think it's time. good and by the way democrats good. did this in 2011 in scott walker's wisconsin something mm -hmm. similar i don't have all the details but i do remember there was a some kind of bill before the wisconsin legislature that weakened unions or whatever public unions whatever it was that scott walker was doing democrats did the same thing they just bailed they fled the state. And I remember they were celebrated as progressive heroes at the time. Yeah. I can't accuse these people in Oregon of specifically being hypocrites because I don't know what their stance on that was. Mm -hmm. But it is a tactic that has been used by both sides from time to time. I'm, uh, hmm. I'm not a fan of the tactic, but some, sometimes it's like, fuck it, I'm a hypocrite. I just want to win. Yeah. I can't believe I'm at that point. <laughs> hmm. I, 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 I just don't want to see maybe if it's just this bill, I don't know, maybe there's an argument for process, but you know that this is the same sort of thing. This it's just going to be forever chipping away at people's individual and economic freedom forever. Yes. See, there, there is a point. There does come a point where there does have to be. I'm not sure yeah. this is that point specifically, but you know that the unchecked Democratic Party in Oregon is going to keep marching it in that direction. Yes. Even if they're not there right yes, now. Yes, they are, Skag. I know. God, dude, I'm so disappointed in myself.
No, because tomorrow they are going to be voting for basically straight up communism in Oregon. Like they're going to stop here. They're going to get this vote and they're going to do a new bill like this every day before the legislative session ends. And then Kate Brown, the governor, is going to call a special session to cram down even more communism. Yeah. It's yeah. And one day they will need to be stopped. (laughs) Well, why don't you join one of those Idaho militias? Sounds like a thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It it is weird. Uh, Every once in a while, one of those topics comes up and you're like, fuck, man, I got to got to come down on a side, but I'm not going to be satisfied with either side. (laughs) This is kind of one of those. Ah, this has been a good night. Hmm. Well, that's all I got Great right now. That's just great news. (laughs) Um, Okay, let's do some super chats and get out of here. Hmm. Um, Maddie Wetter, I love you guys. You're by far my favorite podcast, and I hope you never stop doing what you do. We won't until we inevitably get kicked off of YouTube. Until Susan yeah. jails us. Yeah. Susan Wiki Wiki. Where'd you get that? What is her last name? Wajowski. It's, it's Wajiski. Wajiski. Because everybody mispronounces it, and it looks like Wiki Wiki to me. I just, like JJ What's her name? Yeah, for JJ and Susan Wiki Wiki. Yeah. I, I remember speaking of speaking of Ben. They had their like Daily Wire show and. Even he couldn't pronounce it on their stupid stream. He was like, ah, Susan Wajkiki. He said it like that. Wajkiki. I like Wajkiki. <laughs> Susan Wiki Wiki. Yeah. Sean Buco Loco. Here are a few pennies for the cause. And remember, hashtag not all concentration camps. Black Magic says <laughs> not, if you were not voting. Not all are death camps. I know, That's right? true. Yeah. Uh, if you were voting collapsitarian in the Democratic primary, who would you vote for and why? Oh, uh... <laughs> Gillibrand, maybe she's a disaster. I'm, I'm going Warren. She's a disaster too. Yeah. Although I want to talk about this later this week. I didn't have time this time, but I might make a video on it. New York Times did like 18 fast fire questions to the Democratic candidates or whatever. And they ended up, they were rapid fire questions, answer in like a sentence. One of the questions was, does anyone deserve to have a billion dollars? And the Which- answers aren't necessarily what you'd expect. Some candidates were like, yeah, if they worked hard for it, sure. Others, including Kirsten Gillibrand, were like, no, no one deserves a billion dollars because I said so. Okay. She sounds like a good collapsitarian candidate is what I'm saying. Oh, shoot. I lost my place. Uh, But gay uh, reparations, Elizabeth Warren is is my vote. Keep talking about gay reparations (laughs) because I've lost my place. Who was the one that I just said? It was about collapsitarian candidate, top collapsitarian candidate. Collapsitarian. Slavery is a myth. That's not it. Oh, I'll, I'll find it. You get control oh, there we go. Got F it. on your computer. I did. I did. <laughs> um, Rainier Chen, I wouldn't be surprised if Dems came out in support of establishing white free zones in order to protect people of color from whiteness, starting mm. with separate water fountains, bus seats, and schools, et cetera. Have a good one, guys. Mm. Yeah, really. Um, and the average black American is 20% white, so good luck with that. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, when are we going to get Trump acting like Uncle A? They've been promising for years, and I'm still waiting. Beaner eight one twenty seven. Um, Pride should stop using the rainbow flag because their flag only has six colors on it, not seven. You can't claim to be inclusive while excluding indigo, you hypocrites. Oh, do they? Did they I didn't know that. Indigo? It's an incomplete rainbow. I guess so. Huh? Keaton Matthews. So did you get my my email about that change petition that wanted to censor silence people's choice of what they can or cannot watch? No, I don't think so. Uh, I'm behind on my emails because it's been an eventful. Me too, uh, especially the show emails. And then I haven't sent thank yous in like uh, two months. So I will uh, I'll be taking a look at my email soon. But yes. Thanks, man. Kevin Flanagan. 
I can't read either of these. Hmm. And they're not even about the Jews, and I still can't read them. They must be really spicy. They're they're bad, yeah. Uh, John West, I can't believe that shirt doesn't fit. I precisely converted blonde's description to standard size. Uh, standard <laughs> shirt size. Yes. Well, if you are behind the the if you are seriously behind sending the shirt, thank you. And I will actually save it. I'm not a big fan of like making your child a uh, political display. So I would never put it on a child in public, but it might be funny for a gag in the future. Because I'm feeling generous because Matt um, caved to his feelings over principles. I will mm. tell everybody that I have met Matt and he's actually very tall. He's wow. actually a very tall person. He's like, six, a, aren't you like six one? I'm six and a half, maybe maybe close to six one on a on a good day, but not really. So I've extensively on, slandered him <laughs> with this four foot eleven thing, but now he has a hot fiance, and I feel like I have to stop making you sound like a manlet. Wow, what a weird day! That, you know, what a weird what a weird way this episode has ended. It's true, you guys. Um, yeah, live chat's going crazy. Hmm. And they're all, don't start insulting manlets. I, they're not so bad. Um, the human shrug says, just cause thank you. Um, capitalism FTW for the win. Just as always news tonight, cause blonde to shake her head in spite. This world is gone. We should burn it down. But Matt replied with a frown. A day will come when I will see, but hopeful now I will be. Why? <laughs> Why are you hopeful? Child trannies. Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about whether sure. or not we should save this country? Alicia Ongren, did you guys hear about the knitting and crochet pattern website Ravelry banning yeah. pro-Trump patterns to fight white supremacism? I mean, what? You can't knit Trump support. You're banned off their website if you do. <laughs> now, it's not just like we banned white supremacy or as, as the chatter describes. You can't support Trump with the product. Like it can't be Trump 2020 because that's white nationalism endorsement. That's... That, oh. Yeah. The Mad Chemist 13 lesbian cookbook ideas, 101 ways to toss your salad. <laughs> All right. Rumbledore. Hey, Matt and Blonde, I'm late to the show, but take some shekels, you money grabbers. Grubbers. Matt, how about daily content? Boo. Uh, I mean, it'd be, I, I'd either have to drastically change the format or hire help, which I'd prefer hire help. You could do it five but... day or five times a day and then average together our content. <laughs> yeah. I could just cut this show and upload yeah. a little piece of it every yeah, day, like something like that. No, it could happen in the future. It'd be a lot easier if, um, you know, certain certain people like Susan WikiWiki didn't constantly make your financial future uncertain, and oh, yeah. you know, you have to plan for disaster perpetually. But yeah, uh, maybe. That said, I like the way things are, and I don't. I'm not eager to change either. Uh, Jazzy Jinks, Matt and I once made love. He received all my reparations because he is a no good lowdown money grabber. <laughs> if you catch my drift, we do, and that's super gay. Thanks. Sam says, Matt, I plan to drive to Glacier and Yellowstone for my B-Day in August. Any recommendations, must-sees in the area, park-related or not, one week to work with. Congrats on Shedding's Blondes. Hmm. Shedding Blondes. Is he well, I assume as I'm actually not a Glacier expert. I'm a bad Montanan. I've never been to Glacier National Park, in fact, which I should fix this summer. I have no excuse. As far as Yellowstone, and I assume the same is true for probably Glacier. Unfortunately, you're going in the summer, which means massive, massive crowds. So the big sites like Old Faithful and the Lower Falls of the Yellowstone and the Grand Prismatic Spring, that's all filled with a bajillion people and giant tour buses from Japan uh, who are all there to crowd it out. So uh, if you really are set on some of the, the major sites, go see them, plan to spend a whole bunch of time. But what I would say is rather than picking a specific spot, assuming that you don't have any physical limitations or anything like that, 
plan a time to get a few miles off the road on a trail, prepare you know, for safety purposes and all that bear spray, read, read about all, but get several miles off, uh, off the road and just be in the pristine wilderness. You can't really go wrong in Yellowstone. That's what it's, it's all about. It's, it's the most intact ecosystem in, in North America, maybe the world. So just get away from the people. That's what I would say. Um, Mark Duquesne says looking up that whites have 10 times the, the wealth quote, and in all the statistical studies, articles, and reports, there's one particular ethnic group whose wealth and income information is missing. <laughs> oh, God. Stormy horse-faced Daniels, just a bunch of crab emoticons, and then a fist emoticon. <laughs> yeah, a I crabby can't... fist from Stormy horse-faced horse, Daniels. Yep. Thank you. Uh, Crimson Kiriark says, if gays are getting married, marriage tax reparations, then as a single man, I want some too. I'm tired of being discriminated against by having to file as a single just because I am definitions be damned it's not hmm. gonna happen for you buddy Pittsburgh says okay does matt just want to start emailing jared holt anonymously about how bad he is <laughs> we do that bad being me or bad being jared are you saying what i should do to the point is i should just make a timestamp of every terrible thing i've said in every episode and send the link over to jared holt just to do most of the work for him he just has to sew it all together and write a few words i rip him hard in the video i have coming out tonight and becca Ooh. lewis and her mansion Oh, um, I can't wait. Kevin Flanagan's says, AOC, I can't believe we have concentration camps at the border. GOP, I don't believe we have concentration camps at the border. Kevin Flanagan, I can't believe we don't have concentration camps. <laughs> Jeez. Terrible. Jeez. Lucas so the detention centers at the border had orchestras and brothels as well as swimming <laughs> Oh, Kevin Flanagan God, again. AOC is right. The concentration camps were all in US, UK controlled territory. The death camps were all in Soviet controlled territory, which is a really weird coincidence. God. God killing me, dude. Thanks for like the hundred dollars that you sent today, though. <laughs> uh, Tyler Knox. On Twitter, I was told that I should never believe border control, but yet for some reason, occasional cortex is somehow more believable. On top of that, they never address those kids being used as rent. I know. Hmm. Semper Ad Meliora, regarding the AOC footage of a concentration camp, I'm pretty sure that was just a Little League game in the yeah, suburbs. Probably. Seriously, that could have been filmed anywhere with a fence. Yeah, proof. I need yeah. proof that it was at said concentration camp. Uh, Sway Ocean, free Julian Assange, free Kim.com, free Alex Jones. Oh, mm. great. Did you Crusader. see Alex Jones showing up at Steven Crowder's chamber? Yeah, online? it was real cringe. It was yeah. good. It was Alex pretty Jones. funny. And then uh, lawyer guy, Bill Richmond, I mean, to call him Mrs. Jones. I thought oh, that was fun. Yeah. Uh, American Crusader. Every time Red Cortex Cortez opens her mouth, I can feel my IQ dropping. You and me both, buddy. Chicken fried monkey with the good hair. Thank you for the donation. I've never seen or heard of a concentration camp where people had to hop the fence to get in. Yeah, that exactly. Is a good. Point. Exactly. Uh, Jack DDSN. Completely unrelated for tonight, but the Fed is lowering interest rates next month. Economy is slowing down. A recession will probably hit within the mm. next year. Get ready for that. I'm ready. Well, in addition to bad news for the American uh, consumer, just the American, average American worker, of course, uh, that would be terrible news for the president. That's that's Trump's number one vulnerability. You take that card away. Yep. Hard to see him getting reelected. Uh, Mellow E. AOC is a product of many things. God damn it. This is reloaded. Uh, but one of the major factors is the U.S. educational system. She is one of an entire generation. Hmm. We might have to let go of an entire generation to write things. <laughs> Yes. Just hit the dump button. No, I'm serious. Uh, she is a year a year younger than we are, right? Yeah, that's crazy to think. It I is guess. crazy to yeah. think. But 
Um, I got a, a pretty good education and the gaps in my historical knowledge are frightening, just like frightening. Like sometimes I'll hear people talking about something that I should know everything about, never learned about it in school. Yeah. But so the I truth is everybody's like that, you know, do you think? Yeah. I don't know. Man. Some people pretend to know more than they do. I honestly, I never have any animosity or judgment or irritation with anybody who just says, I don't know. I've not, I've not heard of that. Explain Maybe what it's that because is we haven't properly taken it upon ourselves to be, continue our education in the Maybe, way. but you know, we're all, we're all in the same pursuit of knowledge. Not everybody knows everything. And I, I yeah. want to be free to ask questions about everything, no matter how basic. And as part of that deal, I try not to no, no, I totally agree. But but there yeah. are some things like I, I made a series on the Hollow to Moor. Literally, had never ever heard about that in school. Oh no, I have. I, I never had. Yeah. Like major historical events where millions of people were brutally murdered, and yeah. it's just like nothing. Yeah, I never heard a thing about it. Um, I guess that's what YouTube is for these days. Uh, well, it used to be. Now it's banned. Yeah, really. Uh, Fitzburg Donut Operator is a good breakdown of uh, of what happened with Gallagher. Mm. Okay, I'll check it out. He does good work. Uh, Federal Reserve has committed treason. Climate change is a product of progressive policy supported by political parties and the central banks. They prompt misplaced capital resources and overconsumption. Blame the anti-capitalist. Okay. Uh, Frank Underwood says, I'm so proud of you, Matt. You've taken the first step. <laughs> May it not be the last hashtag winning hashtag. Yeah, Frank and I talk about again. principles and, and tactics all the time. So Stan, I'm still not happy with it, but no, it's good. Know, I'll be on team Oregon senators for now. Well, Sometimes the ends justify. Sometimes, but it's always the question of when is sometimes. When is sometimes for inexplicable reasons that make me a stupid hypocrite. I can't explain why sometimes it's today. Yeah, but it just, and it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. it does. Don't it be does. governed by your it silly does. principles and personal philosophies and sense of morality. God, you're like the, you're it's like pesky. my Darth Sidious right now. Just I stop. Know. stop. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, Stan with a good beard. According to Don Lemon, when you see just the little bit, uh, when you see just the little bit and the start, you have to stop it and call it out for what it is. Um, would he agree with Oregon Republicans? Probably not. I'd imagine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't make the connection at first, but yeah, uh, uh no, it only, it only goes for Don Lemon's perspective. Kevin nature, nomad bad, uphold your <laughs> principles. I'm from Oregon. I know the bill is awful and I hate it, but this is not the way to win. You're better than that. Oh no, <laughs> no, not that. Uh, well, you know, like I said, I'm not necessarily happy with the stance, but if this succeeds for them, you can be happy that you'll have gas rate uh, uh gas prices that are more in line with the national average theoretically yeah. i mean this is so just i know it's not a necessarily justification for breach of of principle and process but this bill is so goddamn silly like you're just going to do this in oregon you're going to basically make your your residents pay 20 cents or more per gallon for gasoline like the the the, the lifeline of your economy basically and why so that there's slightly less carbon emitting from one state. Yeah. Meanwhile, nobody else gives a shit. Yeah, embrace like it. Everyone in Idaho is like, give us that gas and we'll have a bonfire on the border. Like, who cares? It's not going to do anything. You're just going to harm yourself. Ugh. Yeah, mm. there you are. Embrace it. Um... What was the last one that I saw? Oh, there's, it's J-Val's up next. So it's another one. Oh, no mat, no principles above all. Sometimes you have to let them try and fail and smugly come back saying, see, I told you so. Limit for hypocrisy is survival. 
or limit for open hypocrisy is survival. Yeah, so that's that's a question on this is, is this like an existential or survival problem in Oregon? It'd be hard for me to argue that it's that dire. I got to make the slippery slope we're on our way type thing, which is also something I'm not happy with. And by the way, the next time, like I said, in a mirror world where they, they pull this same bullshit in uh, against something that I happen to like or whatever, yeah, I'll acknowledge like, yep, sometimes you just got to be a dumb hypocrite. Yeah. That's the nature of my entire world philosophy. Like I'm a hypocrite and I don't care. We've always kind of been on this path of like, we sort of moderate each other. Uh, maybe we're going to end up moderating so much that we actually flip. There's going to be a polar flip. And oh we'll my God. Fashy mass. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're already speaking of change of values and hypocrisy. Don't deny how compassionate you've been lately. Okay. Okay. So the other day, Matt yeah. and I were talking ahead of the show and I was like, maybe I need to be more compassionate to like women. Like maybe I've been too hard <laughs> on women. And Matt was like, he looked, he had like a horrified look on his face. And then I started talking about how like, maybe I'm experiencing cosmic justice and God is punishing me. And when I said that you could see there was like a palpable look of relief on his face to know that I was still motivated by ruthless self-interest. Correct. He was like so relieved that his world still made sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Oh my God, what's happening? Yeah. We'll, we'll see how this works out, but I I sense some shifting. I don't know. I hope not. I'm going to really lose my edge if I start being nicer. Hmm. Um, big LC. I long to look at, Look in those sky blue eyes with my hands on those silky smooth thighs and feeling those sweet eight inches of love again, Matt, while you wow. whisper, I'll make blonde barf live on the stream. <laughs> Thank, thanks for being kind with your measurements. Ew. Gross. <laughs> Last one. Uh, Miles Kinslow. Hey, guys. Blonde, what tips have you given Matt for his plunge into marriage? Love the show, guys. I truly hope for the best. Have a great day. Um... I don't think I've given you any tips. Uh, what has helped my husband and I is like, if we fight, we'll just like separate until I, I turn over anger really easily. And so I'm not mad after like 20 minutes, but I know that old people say this all the time, but don't go to bed angry. Hmm. Just work it out. I've tried to adopt that similar philosophy. Conflict is unavoidable, but Mm -hmm. the last thing you want to do, it's not that you have to address it immediately to your point. Yeah. But do not let it linger like days or something. No, Don't be passive aggressive that way. Nope. Just yeah. get it out in the open. Fight if you have to. Make up. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I think that that's... Oh, we've got one more from Wang Chaco. I'm just here for the reparations. Don't mind. <laughs> well, you come to the right place. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got, we got one more. Oh, chicken fried monkey. <laughs> Blonde don't ever change. What do you tell a woman with two black eyes? Nothing. Told the bitch twice already. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I gotta really find hope out the where petty we bones left aren't on, watching uh... this right now. <laughs> yeah. I'll uh, I gotta find out where we left off at um on the Streamlabs here. Um Oh my gosh. We had a big run. Let's, let's see, Chappelle show we did. Fun watching PJ. Oh, the last one we left off of was the Ben Shapiro one. Cause that's when I, yeah, I remember now. Micah says a hundred different ways to eat clam. That's a good nomination for the lesbian cookbook. Uh, Phil says, I saw on Twitter the other day, someone had commented that we are surprised AOC knew what concentration camps actually were. She seems like the kind of person who would think they are just places to sit and pay attention. Right. <laughs> Fair point. 
Honkler says, as someone whose family fled Europe after World War I from Poland, and I've actually seen the camps and visited Nagasaki, she's a Western chauvinist, since clearly if we do something vaguely similar, it must be the worst thing ever. That was the other part of the story I forgot to mention. Some Polish politician invited Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to go like tour the, the concentration camps, and she declined. Nothing. And in an odd twist, Steve King was on Twitter saying, yeah, you should go, AOC, kind of like low-key piling on the the reaction to her. I sort of thought maybe it was a little trolly uh, just because he was trying to go after other members of Congress for the spicy things they've said, yeah. I guess. It was kind of you know, interesting to see. Metal Man says, hey, sorry, I couldn't catch you guys live last week, but in reference to Matt's view on ice skating, Matt, ice skating is not gay at all. Me sinks further into a paranoia that Matt is, in fact, John Heater. Ah, <laughs> from the breakout sport comedy Blades of Glory. And I should clarify, when I say that, I specifically mean figure skating, because Blonde thinks all sports are gay but figure skating. No, I said no female sport is worthwhile except for gymnastics and figure skating. But you also say, like, all sports are gay. Yeah. Football's gay. Basketball's gay. You tackle each gay. other in tight pants. But fig- you watch male figure skating. No, I watch female figure skating, and oh, sometimes a man watch, is just a fancy ornament. You don't. So you do watch the couples. The couples is not the women's. The singles, female singles, is the all best. All right, all right, all right. Renicus says, uh, "I want someone to bring up the FDR concentration camps. I would like uh, some sunlight on some Dems, but the Alinskyites will never be held to account for their own sins when they trust uh, when they try to obfuscate." Yeah, fair point about a um, democratic socialist borderline being the one who actually formed internment camps in this country. And the other point about Biden's segregationist uh, uh, colleagues that he worked with, Democrats, uh, Dixiecrats, both of them from in the 1970s. Okay. Uh, French, uh, French and French and Nader too. I'm going with that. Have you looked into the Stonewall riots? I think it made things worse why would you want gays in your town if they're going to break crap? Matt and I did not make love no homo. I don't know that much about it. I, I know very little about it. In fact, you know anything about the Stonewall riots? Oh, I'll Google it. Uh, Micah, Joe, I had 14 black friends back in 88. Biden. <laughs> did you catch that one? What? Joe, I had 14 black friends back in 88. Biden. <laughs> All right. Michu says these are only concentration camps in which uh, people come from all around the world to spend time in. Yeah, maybe use this uh, advocate, uh, maybe use this advocacy for your donations for better funding to improve the situation rather than vilify people, but that is not politically expedient. Miles says, hey guys, did you hear about Jerry Nadler calling Hope Hicks Miss Lewandowski during her testimony alluding to a rumor of an affair with Corey Lewandowski? Total bitch move. Democrats get away with so much. I did hear that. Uh, you know how I know that, um, that Hope Hicks never had an affair with Corey Lewandowski and it's all BS because she wasn't savagely beaten. Where's her Michelle Fields bruise all over her arms. Corey Lewandowski is a violent criminal gang. I don't know. I think it's probably <laughs> true. Uh, I don't know anything about that. I have no idea whether the, the well, she was banging itself. Rob Porter for a while. Mm. Is that his name? I don't know. And he had, legitimate domestic dispute issues. Hmm. Okay. Blackwing, please point to the laws that allow people, uh, police to detain people for what amounts to a walkout. And they claim conservatives are the fascists. Yeah. I'm not clear on that 
on the legal aspect of that either. Like, as far as I know, they're not breaking the law. They're just worst case uh, neglecting their duty as state legislators. So with what authority can the governor literally say, say, seize them and bring them to me? Yeah, there's no crime. So fair point. Redicus, I love how one of the GOP senators was nope. So Senate, I didn't know that. K-N-O-P-E, Senator Nope. So Senator Nope fled the state to avoid a toxic bill. I wonder if there's no way to filibuster the bill or kill it by some poison pill amendment. If not, I would have a harder time criticizing them. I'm assuming this is their last ditch. I assume that all of their options have been exhausted. If there's something else they could have done, but they opted for this, it looks more like a stunt to me than something that is in fact based on sincere conviction. So I don't know. I'm just assuming it's, it's their last available option. Accidental poet says, thanks as always for a great show. Well, thanks for tuning in. Meet you. I am going to actually side with the senators in this one as it is the last ditch measure to protect the minority. I see it as a feature uh, of the process rather than obstructing the process. Why would there be minimum present clause? Yeah. Why would the minimum present clause exist? If not fair question, I mean, presumably that's in there for a reason and presumably the designers of that would be able to foresee Yeah. just using that as a political tool. Um, I don't know. I'd have to read about the philosophy behind inserting that type of rule, why it's there. All right. I think we're caught up. Let me refresh and then I'll say thanks to our DLive people and we'll be out of here. Um, yeah, we're all caught up on, uh, on Streamlabs. And over on DLive, before we say goodnight, I want to say thanks again to Pass, John, and Rusty for supporting the show. Anyway, thanks for a fun one, guys. Anything else before we get out of here? No, thanks, guys. All right. Well, thanks um, Thanks for hanging out with us live. We appreciate you guys uh, giving us lesbian cookbook uh, nominations, name nominations, while we stream tonight. In addition to helping us out with the rest of the facts, if you're listening later... Uh, on demand on YouTube or on any one of the audio platforms that John uh, the Blonde just found out exist. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Kylie, as well for supporting the show. Uh, remember, if you do want to listen to more of the show, including the Colin Show, which, by the way, is exclusively available on the audio platforms, <laughs> check those out. They're all linked in the description. iTunes, uh, well, formerly iTunes, now Apple Podcasts, I guess. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Anything else, check out the website. That's mattchristiansonmedia.com. We'll be back next Sunday and each and every Sunday. Because if it's Sunday, sorry, Chuck Todd. It's not Meet the Press. It's Beauty and the Beta. See you then. Thanks, guys. Bye. Try